I don't know. All I know is we threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored points. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Shiba, Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on CoinMarketCap. Now, you can buy Shiba on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place to buy it is Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following Shib Token on Twitter. There, you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, everywhere else to find more information about investing in Shiba Inu. Diamond Paws, Shib to the moon. All right, let's start the show. Mr. Uncle. Country. That's right. And welcome back to the Evil Mark Show. My name is Mark Hammond. Actually, here today, I'm happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show broadcaster, Uber Sports Nerd, ready to take you on your sports talk journey. Now, some people call me Pinguino Supremo, but today, Today, I will be your rabbi as we dive into the funny, odd, weird, and interesting stories from the National Football League. Now, at this point, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Wisconsin Cheesehead, former primary host of, of, of the Evil Mark show last week, uh, and <laughs> full-time host of Nobody's of the Nobody's Listening podcast. Jared, how are you doing? I'm alive. I'm well, and I got to talk to the cops today, so I'm not arrested. I'm feeling pretty good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that you, you, you. I never interact with them. I would have took that, and I would have, I would have took that found well, and I would have thrown it right in the trash. Well, see, the whole, the whole thing was like I was, ro- I was driving down the street, and I was like, "That's a very square leaf." So I turned around, and it's, a, <laughs> it's like a wallet. I was like, "Oh, this somebody's billfold." And my first thought was like, "Oh, just, like because I looked and I looked through the wallet to see if I could find anything to get money." Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. No, I didn't do it because of that. But I was like, let's see if there's like an identification or some some phone number I could call to be like, hey, I've got your boy's wallet or some shit like that, right? There's nothing. Well, the guy uses the same bank as I do. So my first thought was like, oh, I'll just take it to my bank, right? I'll be like, hey, I've got somebody's wallet here. Can you return it to him? And I was like, the bank people are probably gonna get really pissed off at me by just <laughs> turning in somebody's wallet and debit card with it and be like, here, you figure it the fuck out. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could just ask him for the phone number, you know, and call the guy. But I'd be like, that'd be really fucking weird. So I was like, you know, let's just drop it off at the cops. So drop it off at the cops. Let yeah, them deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, and then what was really fucking weird is I was coming home. I uh I saw uh a Stevens Point police department rolling out of my neighborhood. I was like, I wonder if they were looking for me, if they had extra questions. <laughs> so uh I was like, thank God I got coffee. Um so yeah. I'm I'm yeah. just interested to see what happens. Yeah, th- this guy's going to be on one of those TV shows where like he's vanished, and you're going to be the the, the local yo- Yahoo who found the wallet. Yeah, <laughs> be Jared like, found a wallet. I I did nothing of the sort, sir. Did you? Did you? I you you mentioned earlier there was one dollar in that wallet. You, like, you took the dollar, right? No, I didn't take the dollar like that. That's come a on. Bag. No, it's a douchebag move. It's just a douchebag move. I just it was a dollar. I. Like I said, I was looking in the wall. Like the guy had like nothing in his wallet. Like it, it weirded me out that he had like nothing in his wallet. I mean, mine is, dude, mine is so bare bones because it's one of those like bare bones, you know, wallets. But like, I just, 
nobody carries anything in the wallet anymore. You know, like we used to carry a whole bunch of shit in there and just nobody does anymore, man. It's fucking weird. I carry all my receipts, all my cards, I get my library card in there. What, 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 what did we, what did you learn about this gentleman after going through his wallet? The gentleman is very plain Jane. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there was nothing fun. There was nothing useful. Like I, I, like he had his, he had his, uh, he had his, you know, government issued ID. Uh, he had his bank card, and then he had like four or five expired cards, and then a fucking library card, and, and I, I guess one of those like uh, rewards cards or something like that to some store I had never even heard of. So I was like, all right, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm fucking. I don't know, man. I was like, all right, well, fucking, you do you, boo. I'm cool. Well, I wanted to have a quick conversation about last episode. Sure. So last episode, you you hosted. Uh, Whiskey was your um, co-host. Yeah. Uh, I got a chance to listen to the whole episode, got listener feedback. Uh, I was really impressed. So I, I listened to this yesterday while I was playing uh, Red Dead Online. Um, I and I was like, right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, wow, this is like straight up uh, presented the information well. I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is this is beautiful. Uh, whiskey was a little a little anxious at the beginning but by, by the end he's talking breaking down games uh you were asking good follow-up questions it was like a real addition to the show without me i was kind of shocked yeah like like when i because i was like i asked a bunch of people i was like hey are any of you guys interested in the nfl and like a lot of people were like i really don't give a fuck and then i was like i knew whiskey was but I, he's he's so weird because He'll live stream, right? He'll live stream like it's nobody's business, interact with the audience. But he's like, yeah, when it comes to a recording, I'm kind of nervous. And I'm like, dude, you're you're live streaming, but we're talking about the <laughs> NFL. And as you could tell, like as the show progressed and as, as he got into it, he started to get a little bit more like talkative and a little bit more mm-hmm. into it. And I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like the kid's good. He just needs a reason to open the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, you you were getting to him. Yeah, at the very end there, he was really you had some him breaking down some games. He was he was talking about uh, comparables and yeah, I was really impressed. I was I was like Jared's Jared's doing the nice. He's driving the show. He's getting his color guy on. He's getting the color guy here and there. He's picking his spots so he can make his points. <laughs> really, really uh, impressive. Fans were were upset about they thought there was a fake out at some point <laughs> they thought there would be a <laughs> they thought for sure that you like i would be calling in or you'd be calling me or something of that sort but uh, uh yeah i was like nope it's just a, a regular straight up good edition of the nfl show uh and kudos to you guys yeah, I I was think I was gonna be like, hey, let's call Mark, get his opinion. Um, but like you so one thing that I know a little bit about you, Mark, is that if you if you text me to tell me you can't do the show and you like it's it's not the fact that you texted me, it's how you texted me. It was just basically like I can't do the show. Like that was it. There was there was no ex. Like usually, Mark has got some colorful commentary, or he mentions something, or you know, he he says what's going on, and Mark is just can't do the show, right? 
And like, even his text felt like he was just zapped of everything. And so to me, I was like, all right, I just, I'm just going to let Mark sleep, let him do his thing. And I just, I would have felt bad calling in to try to get you to wake up in the middle of a show where I'm like, yeah, Mark is probably dying. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, uh, I don't, I'd have been like fucking Cardinals. I waited my whole life to <laughs> see a Super Bowl. That's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That probably, probably for the best. Um, but really good show. But we're back today fully staffed we have a huge show today we are talking week 17 Mm -hmm. and and playoffs Uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs but enough rambling for me let's get right into our rundown what the hell is a rundown the rundown Other thing I noticed, I was like, all my shorthand is definitely written just for me. (laughs) (laughs) All my shorthand is 110% for you. It's it's so bad. (laughs) You really got to know exactly what was in my mind when I first wrote the shorthand in order for it to make sense. So this is your rundown for Saturday. December 30th, 2023, episode number 196. Make sure you're following us on Twitter slash X at EBLMRK and look for hashtag EMS196 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on TikTok for additional related Mark content on TikTok and Instagram at Ask Evil Mark. All right, so every game is a must-win game in week 17. Playoff spots can be solidified. The top seed races are falling into place, and we're almost there. It's almost time for the playoffs. We will be break down all the week 17 action, the implications, and give you our picks as we prepare for playoffs 2023. Also, it's Friday. We're handing out some hardware and we're throwing out some penalty flags, the best awards in all of professional football. But first, before we jump into Thursday, we got some shout outs for our listeners and supporters. And I wanted to kind of give you an up down on where we are in the picks. So through week, week 16, I sit at 92 and 62. Jared sits at 91 and 78. Jared's closing the gap. I did miss a week of picks, but closing the gap. Uh, but I still hold a, a razor sharp lead here uh, as as we go here into the final weeks of the, of the regular season. Uh, I, I'm supposing that we will crown a regular season champion and then we'll reset our numbers here for the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's kind of what my thought was, was that we'll we'll figure out who the winner is. Uh, and then at the end of the at the end of the season, it's just bada bing, bada boom, son. Uh, well, hey, man, so these next two weeks are going to be big. Mr. Unlimited. Before we dive into <laughs> before we dive into today's show, I want to mention all our listeners and watchers of our content. We encourage everyone to take a look uh, look inside the episode description to find links to all our social media pages, where to get your Evil Mark Show t shirts, links to our sponsors, and there is a special invite to join our Discord. You can also contact the show anytime by emailing the show at show at evilmark.com. So these listeners email us every single week. They were right on top of the 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 non-Mark Evil Mark show. Uh, and we're definitely concerned. Genepi, Hornsdown69, Abdel, UVA Doug, who's of course Eric's nemesis, Tyrone in Minneapolis, Mizzou Man, and Jennifer in Schenectady, New York. Also, every Friday, Jared joins us. He's the host of the wonderful podcast. Nobody's listening. I I, I promise you I'm not stupid. I'm just panicking. Wow, that is surprisingly different than than the other one. Well, it, it sounds way more dynamic. It sounds like way more super popped. 
uh, it sounds like a, at the beginning of a very, very cool hype video. Uh, <laughs> Jared, tell us a little bit about this show and, and where can they find it and what is it all about? I feel like you're making fun of me. No, I'm not. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like something very serious, but I know if I, I listen to it, it's not going to be that hard hitting. No, no. Well, you tell me I you're like you got to make a different pop. I gave you two of them, and you're like, no, those just sound way too hype for whatever. I'm like, fine. Here, have this. Uh, have this one. Um, honestly, it, you can find it wherever you listen to normal podcasts. It's me, uh, Jake. <laughs> me and Jake basically are the two main constants on there. Kyle has been a constant. Eric is. Uh, never on the show. What am I talking about? David. David's the one who's always late. It's the guys from Let's Play Death Ray. And we just, like, I don't, I, they're not used to my style, right? They're just, they're not used to me just, like, like I, I sit down, I hit record, and I just go, right? Like, that. you know me. I, I don't have a plan. I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, so, like, trying to, like, not wing it is getting kind of hard. But I got a couple, uh, I got a couple of articles that I want to read a couple things I want to go over with him this next week. Uh, we're recording actually tonight or tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the fallout four series and that mini series that they're making on Amazon. Um, so come check it out. It is the final episode of season four before we jump into the season five. So, so what, what'll be the difference for season five? What, what topics are you going to be in exploring in season five? I want to get back to interviewing some people. I think uh, I think with Jake and his background in writing, and by the way, I've told none of them any of this. Um, <laughs> with Jake and and by, his... by the way, that's the best way to host a show is just not tell your, 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 yeah. your co-host what's going on. Never reveal the plan to them. You might go no. ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Abs just, just like Mark's shorthand, just nobody's going to know what's going on except for him. Um, I feel like with Jake and his journalism side, I'm going to like, I'm going to bring it up to him in the next episode where I'm going to like talk about it and be like, Hey, like, I'd like to get a couple people to come on and, and chat with us and, and like, you know, do interviews and stuff. And since Jake is actually a freelance journalist, I feel like he could, he could help really carry a lot of the conversation. Um, Kyle is going to be Kyle. Uh, and then David, David always brings quite a bit of energy to it. Like, He's got two personalities, right? He's got his live streaming, his his on-air personality, where when you flip that switch, like, he's fucking on it. But then, like, when he's off-air, he's like me, just very quiet, very reserved, right? So I think it's going to be kind of nice to have David bring a lot of energy. Uh, Jake and I are going to bring the, uh, you know, the the journalistic side of things. And Kyle, well, fucking Kyle can be Kyle, so... I, I don't know what you want from me on Kyle. He's <laughs> if you listen to one of our episodes, dude, like he says hello, and it takes him 30 minutes to say something else. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's he's just kind of there, man. <laughs> and then you, you gotta understand that you got the, the military episodes or, or where my ninja at I love my I yeah, love my ninjas, but where my bitches uh episode coming out on uh or, or at least recording here on the 14th. Yeah, the where my ninjas at? Um, I, I, it was because of you, Mark. Um, but yeah, <laughs> basically, I got a couple of the all the all the uh, the military guys. I want them to be a part of the episode. Um, that's where we all just kind of get together, and we're gonna do what we do best, where we just kind of hang out and record it. That's very unthoughtful, very unthought provoking. I'll have one or two things that we can talk about, and then I guarantee it's gonna devolve into some bullshit where it's probably riffing on riffing on Jared. So. <laughs> 
Well, that is always, always, always a good thing. So guys, if you have not already, make sure you're checking out Nobody's Listening. It's available wherever podcasts are available. Better podcasts are available. Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere where you need to find it, you can find it right there. Uh, Go check out an episode or two. I've been on there in the past. There's all kinds of really great stuff in there. Not time sensitive, so you can jump on in in any of the episodes. Uh, Get a little taste for it. Get a little feel for it. Get a little bit of extra Jared in your life uh, Monday through Friday or Saturday, Sunday. When you check out Nobody's Listening. I I still look it up by Feathers and Friends. In fact, you called it Feathers and Friends last week on the show. I look, I'm still brain barely works. And to be completely honest with you, I recorded that at like 1130 at night. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I deserve a, I deserve a small little break. (laughs) All right. And also, if you're not already, make sure you're following the show on Twitter. Say I had a Twitter site. We are at EVLMRK. Once again, it's EVLMRK. Best retweets, comments, memes, and content. Once again, on Twitter, that's E-V-L-M-R-K. And look for hashtag EMS196 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. You can also DM me. I will respond. Come check out your boy, Pinguino, on the Twitter. And also, just a show note, so tomorrow in celebration of New Year's, kind of late in the day, there will be an Ask Mark Anything. It is a hour. Gosh, it was only supposed to be 45 minutes. It turned into an hour and a half. Eric, going through the questions that we've kind of collected over the past two years, I think we had 33 questions. We got through, I think, 15 questions. <laughs> so why, why so little? He just asked me. He had a, like really big questions. He's like, what do you think about this? What's your favorite book? What's the like all these questions that just never would have found the light of day in, uh, in any other form. And I was just like, there are questions that I get. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to start typing out a whole thing for this. It's, it's really doesn't matter, but we get through, (laughs) we get through a good portion of them and then we'll be back again for another ask Mark anything, probably for episode number 200 here. So we're getting really, really close. So check out, uh, ask Mark anything. That would be a special edition. That'll be episode number 197. That one will be dropping on Sunday, uh, probably right before the Sunday night football game. You can come in, check that one, and you can also enjoy that one on New Year's Day. Uh, Happy New Year's. We love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Even when I'm not here, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for participating. And want to give you guys some bonus content. So please, please, please check that one out. All right. So if I can find the fucking sound effect. You play to. No, wrong one. Time for some football, baby. No, I even. There we go. It's almost like I called that he can't do it. I can't do it. I, just, I have him in order, and I thought I had them out of order. That was the issue. I was actually prepared. I have everything in chronological order here, and I fucked it up. But here we go. Hardware and penalty flags is our version of a NFL weekly award show where we hand out the hardware to the week's best, and we throw penalty flags on the week's worst. Jared, start us off this week. Do you have a penalty flag, or do you have some hardware? Uh, so I, I got a penalty flag. I'm, I'm going to throw it on myself because, like, dude, there were five games last week, five games that I picked with such f- f- fervor. Right. That I was, how could you just lose? You know, the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Broncos, the 49ers and the Chiefs, they lost like the, the Broncos 
how were the Broncos? I, I had faith in, in my boy, you know, Russell Wilson. And it was funny. It was, I was actually going to have a Subway sandwich for dinner when we were talking on the Friday show because I was so ready to split that Subway sandwich with them and genuinely actually eat on the show. And, and they just, they lost. I will throw a caveat because Whiskey and I did say the upset of the season would be if the Chiefs lost to the Raiders and what happened. So I guess we could call that like a mini penalty flag, like a mini me, you know, from Austin Powers. Uh, so I I got to throw a flag at myself because I should have I should have done what I do best with my due diligence. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so you're ready, you're ready. Hey, you want to uh, split this Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch. And it's dangerously good. Yeah, I was I was willing to, to split that subway sandwich with him, but he decided to no, just not show up. Mark, you're right there, bud. Oh, I said the the danger witch is a good sandwich. It is very spicy, very very spicy. You got to watch out. <laughs> very very spicy um uh let me get to my first one my first one is a uh is a penalty flag and this is a penalty flag that goes against a better an nfl better one better is having an immediate buyer's remorse after purchasing a brock pretty mvp ticket the gambler bought the slip on prop swap taking it off the hands of somebody else that placed the bet in the preseason. Now, it quickly backfired as Pretty had his worst performance of the year in a loss to Baltimore, tumbling down the MVP standings as a result. The purchase came late last week when Pretty was leading the race for the postseason honor. At the time, San Francisco quarterback held around negative 200 odds, putting him above players like Dak Prescott and above Lamar Jackson. But... There have been many around the league, including Pretty himself, that didn't believe he'd be the ultimate recipient, arguing that his superstar supporting cast makes it easier to post impressive numbers while simply managing the game. Still, this his NFC leading 3,795 passing yards and 29 touchdowns uh, gave some sportsbook better some hope, uh, but that was before the four-pick game. So let me break down this ticket here for you. So the better wins $2,000 on this ticket. If Brock Purdy is to win the NFL MVP, so he got 100 to 1 odds, uh, it was sold at PropSwap uh, for $125,000. It's God the damn. biggest sale in PropSwap's history. This That means this better laid down 125000 That's the cost of like a Range Rover. He decided to... Instead of buying a vehicle or something of value with his money, he decided to buy a bet, buy someone else's bet that Brock Purdy would win uh, the MVP. And it, even if he collects, even if he collects, because this was originally sold at the beginning of the season. So it went, at the beginning of the season, Brock Purdy was plus 1,000, which is unbelievable. So you basically bet 2,000 because of the odds, because of its plus 1,000 odds. If this thing, if it hits, he will collect $202,000. So this seemed like a good value proposition of buying a bet off somebody else uh, with the hopes that he would score that extra $77,000 once Brock Purdy locked up the MVP. But after, after the four interception game, things are not looking good. Uh, and for the person who sold the slip, they sold it at just the right time. Uh, let me give you a little bit of, of, of action of Brock Purdy kind of shitting the bed in his four interception game. 
Maybe. Maybe. Damn you. <laughs> wow. This really shows the disparity between me being a producer and you being a producer. Maybe there was some truth to all those statements. Mark. No, there was not. I, I'm literally being, it, it's, it's TikTok fighting with me, but here it is. Here it is. If I can ever get to it. No. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Purdy. And zone is picked. Intercepted by Hamilton. 38. This one is batted into the air and into the arms of Hunt. Blitz off the edge with Hamilton. He gets picked up and they're going to throw a flag on that. And Purdy is spinning around. There are two flags on the play. This is another pick by Hamilton. Said by the great Jerry Rice in the house tonight. Here's another pick. That's four picks in one game, and they were all uglier and uglier than the next. Uh, it, look, Brock Pretty. Not to get, let me get my silly hat so I could so I can channel Cam Newton here. But yeah, uh, game manager, not MVP. Why anyone would drop one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to possibly win seventy five on the skills of Brock Pretty is beyond me. Totally penalty flag worthy. Uh, I, I don't get it. He's a game manager. Uh, uh, Cam Newton is 100% right. I'm, I don't even want to comment on Cam Newton being <laughs> correct. That man has got so many issues already to begin with. If but he's, he's right, though, right? He had what fucking Patrick Mahomes has. <laughs> he had one bad game. Brock pretty, but is Brock pretty elite? He's not elite. He's From, a game manager. No, I would. I'm not going to say he's elite. I'm not going to say that he's just a game manager because the kid's been doing good. There is no way that he's just a game manager and they're doing that well. If he was just a game manager, they'd be like eight and eight. If you put him on, let's say Kansas City, where he didn't have the wide receivers, he didn't have the running back help, and he basically had to do a Patrick Mahomes and basically carry the team himself, that team wouldn't have four wins. He doesn't win games for you. I mean, he he's there with McCaffrey there, with Debo. I mean, everything kind of fits for him, but in no way is 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 he the 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 engine that drives the San Francisco 49ers? Can we at least agree on that, or, or I will, do you yes, really I will, value? I will agree that he's not the MVP this year. I will agree that he is not the, the steam and he's not tugging the whole 49ers community along. He's a great scheme fit for that, for that offense, for that team. I'm not saying that he's a game. Ma- I'm just saying he's not a game manager and he's just not an MVP. He's somewhere in between because mm. being a game manager is like Joe Flacco in the Browns right now. The, the Joe Flacco knows what he's doing. He understands the game. He can work well with basically anybody that he's given that that's given to him and he can basically push the team. Yes, the 49ers have an amazing team. However, he's not just some game manager because we've seen what backup quarterbacks do with great fucking teams. They barely do anything, right? Mm-hmm. They bar- there, are, there are teams that have been amazing and the backup quarterback comes in and, the, and everything's just fucked. Like everything's just fucked. Like look at uh, if, if we want to go back for, for a great example, remember Matt Hasselback where he threw for that Packers record and just d- dominated everything with a pretty okay team out there, and then mm-hmm. fucking fooled the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, he's a game manager. 
he can excel when there's a bunch of people there. But when nobody's on that team, he basically just like floundered out there. Brock Purdy, yes, has got a bunch of great people around him. He's, he's, he's excelling. But I believe the kid has got plenty of talent. Fucking Josh Herbert threw four interceptions in a, in a, in a fucking playoff game, man. Or no, Trevor, <laughs> sorry, Trevor Lawrence. I was thinking about jo- uh, Josh Herbert, but Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in a playoff game. And we don't go, oh, he's just a game manager because the Jacksonville Jaguars are just kind of mediocre, right? So, like, it's of, of some people, it's like expected. And then when we have people and we prop them up like this and they're doing super good and then they have one bad game, we're jumping on that bandwagon of, oh, we shit. But I mean, if Brock Purdy starts throwing like two, three interceptions every single fucking game and starts getting kicked out of the game, okay, then yeah. He's definitely a game manager, but for one bad game to just throw out some bullshit title, there's a reason why Cam Newton has to do radio and has to do his own podcast to try to stay relevant in the NFL. It's by throwing <laughs> out bullshit headlines. I, I'm kind of turning on 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 uh, uh, Cam Newton. I still think he dresses like a complete maniac. There, there's yeah. a there's a chicken McNugget. If you go to a McDonald's right now and you go to the drive through, there's a chicken McNugget that looks just like Cam Newton. I mean, it's <laughs> an unbelievable resemblance. I'm going to have to tweet the picture out, but uh, I, I think he's kind of right on this one. I, I'm not saying that like Cam Newton is uh, like some brilliant NFL mind, but considering that we give we give time for Dan Orlovsky. We give time for uh, guys who who never even picked up a football, like Skip Bayless and Colin Cowherd, and and I, I don't know, man. I, I think Cam Newton calling a, a quarterback kind of kind of like a, a game manager. I know it, that doesn't sit right well with people, but I mean, in my mind. Point well made. I mean, I'd like to see I'd like to see Brock pretty take over game or prove it during the playoffs because last year's playoffs, that's what we saw a game manager who couldn't win, who couldn't win near the end when it got put on him, when they just sat back in coverage, they made Brock pretty beat them and he can't do it. Like he's a I'm not gonna say media, mediocre would be too mean, but like he's a he's an average quarterback on a really, really, really good team. Well, let me ask you this, Mark. I got I got a, quick, a couple quick questions. Um, so uh, we got Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Sam Howell, Trevor Lawrence, and Jordan Love. They all have thrown more picks than Brock Purdy has this season, mm-hmm. right? We know Jalen Hurts. He is definitely not a game manager. Patrick Mahomes, most definitely not a game manager. And Josh Allen, most definitely not a game manager. Jordan Love is yet to be fucking seen trevor lawrence we just talked about him and then sam Howell, well he's with the washington whatever they want to call themselves like they all have more picks this season than he does i mean jordan love is tied with brock purdy but if we look at those stats according to cam newton if brock purdy is a game manager then so is love trevor lawrence mac jones jalen hurts patrick mahomes josh allen sam Howell, because they all have way more interceptions than he does Right. I'm not talking about just one game. I, I look at the whole grand scheme of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's on your list? Okay. Love Lawrence. Uh, um, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen and Sam Howell. Okay. Here's the difference there. There's there's two guys that don't belong in list. Everyone else on your list is, is perfect. Patrick Mahomes is, is a Super Bowl champion. Patrick Mahomes is is asked to basically win these games. So basically, I'm sure throwing more passes 
everything's on him because they will not get him a wide receiver. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, I'm like, I won't even entertain the fact that he's a game manager. This guy's a champion. This is a guy who he had to help. He would, he wouldn't even be anywhere near this list. Josh Allen, not a Super Bowl champion, uh, but a, a guy who's uh, stepped into his own over the past couple of games. Games, I, I would say, if there was still that conversation about Josh Allen possibly being hurt, he's he's kind of got back on the kind of MV, MVP path the, the past three games. These two guys don't belong in there, but the rest of them, Love, I'm willing to listen to the argument that he's a game manager. In fact, oh. I think if, if Love becomes a game manager, I think it would actually be uh, like a godsend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that one, 110. Lawrence, def- yeah, definitely a game manager. How definitely a game manager? He's not going to win you the game. I th- Brock Purdy is probably right there in that kind of purgatory between between the Howells, the Lawrences, the Jordan Loves of the world, but not quite the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen's, because he is not asked to go out there and win. And the moment he is asked to go out there and win the game, take the ball in his hands, go out there, and we saw that in the playoffs. It will not happen if the 49ers are going to are going to clinch the number one seed. They're going to make a deep playoff run. It ain't going to be because of Brock Purdy. It's 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 no. going to be because of it's going to be because of Debo. It's going to be because of McCaffrey. It's going to be because of that defense. Uh, like yeah. he's unique. I, I, maybe not a game manager, but let's just say right on the cusp of of. Well, I mean, if game manager a- waiting to to elevate. Because I mean, if he's a game manager, I mean, even looking at his quarterback rating according to ESPN.com. He's number he's 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 number two basically. Mason Rudolph, who's played two games, had a quarterback rating of one hundred seventeen point eight. Right, Brock Purdy is at one hundred twelve point two. The next person is Tua Tunga Vailoa at one hundred five point four. Now, here's the fun thing: Brock Purdy, Tua, and Dak Prescott are the only top four that have played in more than ten games because Kurt Cousins on there, but he's at eight games at one oh three. CJ Stroud is at thirteen at ninety eight point seven. So like if we're looking at the pure statistics, like because what Cam Newton is doing is he's looking at one specific game. And and I'm I'm sorry I'm arguing this with such fervor. I I think it's just because I fucking hate Cam Newton with a passion. (laughs) But like if we all look at everyone's worst fucking game the one where Josh Allen couldn't complete a fucking pass. Oh fuck that dude! He's a game manager. He's bullshit. He should be out of the league. We have to take it. We have to take a look at the overall quarterback and go. Okay, what do they do for us as a whole, as an entirety, right? And and I think if Brock Purdy is like eight and eight, right, or maybe like ten and ten and six. Okay, yeah game manager he's got this star-studded team that should be winning games and they just aren't because that's all he can do but because they are winning games they're playing at a high level rock party can facilitate that i don't think that he's an mvp i don't think that he's a game manager he's somewhere in between that sweet spot you know what i mean like i feel like he's aaron Rodgers with the packers right the packers are good enough they should be winning super bowls but for some reason, we can't just beat the fucking 49ers in the playoff in the, in the, in the conference championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I think the jury's still out. I think the jury's still out. I, I wonder, gosh, everyone really got, does not like uh, Cam Newton commenting on it. Like he, it, it's funny because like somebody who's a schlub, like a guy who Dan Orlovsky in, in fairness to Dan Orlovsky, there's a lot of opinions that he has that I, I agree with, but at the same time, like, Dan Orlovsky, like, 
barely deserved his NFL career. He didn't do anything notable. <laughs> and the fact that he's got so many hot takes, I, I, I think Cam Newton, at least he's interesting. At least he's got something interesting to say. I mean, like he does look like a maniac, but I, he definitely has some opinions. He's not as good as Shannon and Ocho Cinco on that show. That show's bizarre, yeah. but I mean, I, 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 Ocho Cinco, man, of course it's going to be weird. Well, and Shannon, he brings out the worst in Shannon. I, I was talking about this on the <laughs> Thursday show. It, when Ocho Cinco's there, it, it's it's time to, it, you know, Ocho Cinco starts talking about what you should buy your date for dinner. And then Shannon starts talking about the, the sex acts he expects after the, the expensive dinner. It's ah. They really do egg each other. <laughs> so it's a lot like our show. It's yeah, it's a, 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 a splash of football. A splash yeah, of football. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let me get to your next one. Do you have a piece of hardware or do you have a penalty flag for the next one? I'm sorry. I just hate Cam Newton with a passion. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm actually handing out a piece of hardware. Uh, we all know that Jared loves the oddities that the NFL brings to us. And like this season is just wrapped up to be amazing. And Mark, if you want to go ahead and tweet out a couple of those photos, uh, I sent over to you just to, to kind of get a background here. Like the Vikings, they're on their third quarterback this season. Uh, Joe Flacco is back, and according to one uh, person out there, he's like a fucking Ford pickup truck or some bullshit. I don't know. Uh, Pete Carroll is 36. He was 36-0 and 0 when scoring 35 or more points. Uh, Dallas helped break that streak, and I guess he's now 36-1, and 1, which is crazy to think that any time you know, Pete Carroll's team would score more than 35 points, it was a guaranteed fucking win. Uh, apparently we got a mafia personality as a PR agent for a Giants backup quarterback of all people. Like I remember Mark telling me about the, about a guy and I'm like, no, nah, there's no way. And no, he is straight fucking mafioso. And, <laughs> and then Russell Wilson is now out for the season. And, and then like, even now there's reports that Russell Wilson's done. Like he's gone at the end of the season. Um, so like we went from let Russell cook to, Oh my God, is he really that bad too? He's fucking gone in a heartbeat. Like this is like a New York minute. It feels like we're, we're just like letting people go calling a day. And, and I, Mark, I want to, uh, oh, do I have it? No, I gotta, I gotta find it. Cause I want to read you this quote that I saw, um, about Joe fucking Flacco himself, uh, being compared to a Ford truck of all fucking things. <laughs> it, oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, per Robert Sala, uh, the uh, S A L E H, per Robert Sala on Joe Flacco via Jets. I've said it before. He's like a Ford pickup truck. You might not like it in the summer, but in the winter months, that son of a gun starts humming. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so particular too. Yeah, like I mean. I've driven some Ford trucks. Like I've had, I've had Ford for a while, and I'll say this: the alternators fucking suck on Fords. <laughs> well, it, it, the 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 Russell Wilson thing is interesting because you're talking about when he signed that contract, he gets traded over there. The Broncos give up a ton of picks. the The initial part of that contract, 124, it signed. So yep. he, he gets 124 million dollars right off the bat. Now the catch here is that. If he's held on into the fifth day of the league for 2024, so basically, if he's held on until March, he gets an additional 37 million. And this is the whole idea that that since they've already paid him for the 124 million, basically that covered 
2022, covered 2023. It also covers 2024. But that fifth day in 2024 adds another $37 million to the Broncos payroll. Um, and then after that, there's also uh, escalators. Uh, he gets uh, another 20 million guaranteed, another 22 million guaranteed. So, I mean, you're basically talking about you get rid of Russell Wilson right now. You get you get out of eighty million dollars of his contract, so you, you, you so all it really cost you was a bunch of draft picks and one hundred twenty five million. You can basically eject, get out of this, save yourself another hundred million. It's it's disappointing. It's sad that this is how they they've done Russell Wilson, um, it, because it basically doesn't seem like it's based on football. It seems like it's based on based on his contract. Like they know this contract is 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 a uh, is going to hang over them like a plague. So bolt this guy out the door right now. I do like the idea that they they gave him the option to uh, go on the inactive list to make up his own injury, but Russell Wilson would not go for it. But I, I mean, think of it this way, like he came into that organization to basically Peyton Manning it, right? Like they were looking to do a repeat with Peyton, but the fucking problem is he's not like, I don't, I, I, yes. Would I love another Peyton Manning to take us to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. I would. However, comma, he's not, he, he just, he can't do anything. He's like Patrick Mahomes right now. Patrick Mahomes has nothing like MVS. MVS was great to begin with. Right. And then something happened. He just, he can't catch a fucking ball to save his life. You know, Travis Kelsey blessed that guy, that man's heart. Like he, you're a tight end. You cannot, you can carry two or three guys, but you can't carry the entire fucking offense. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh God. Who's a, a Pacheco, right? Is a running yeah, back. Pacheco. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pacheco's great. But you see what happens when you lean like with Christian McCaffrey, right? Probably the reason why he's not a glass cannon anymore is because he's not running every every other play, right? He's not having to carry the weight of the fucking Panthers on his back, right? The kid can get some rest. So the fact that it's Patrick Mahomes trying to throw to Travis Kelsey and then running with Pacheco, there's not much else of of noteworthiness there, right? Like, yeah, the rest of the the Kansas City Chiefs are okay, but they just can't do it. And so I feel like Russell Wilson is the exact opposite of that, uh, you know, or the farther, farther end of that spectrum. He's got nothing to, he can't do anything. It's like, well, let me cook with rotten tomatoes, right? You just can't do that. So I, I don't know. I just, I feel like Russell Wilson is basically at the short end of a stick. It's, I, I wish to see positives from the guy, even though I think he's weird as shit. And I, I maybe am not the biggest <laughs> fan. I don't, I don't want anybody to flame out like this, like with Rogers and flaming out, like, is he going to come back to a jets organization? And then is he going to flounder? Yes, it will. It would, it would make my heart. My heart would just be a flutter with awesome sauce about, about how <laughs> Rogers just flounders at the jets in his final years, two and two and 18 or some bullshit. But like, I don't want to see a quarterback like that go out like that. I don't want like, at least give them a winning year where they lose in the wild card to Jalen hurts or, you know, some amazing team who just has a, cracked out game and you're like yeah no i can't i can't be mad at losing to that like like when i lost to sales agent of the year right i heard uh some stuff come out about the the agent who won sales agent of the year and i heard about all the hardships that they were going through and everything and then to still sell just about the same amount as i did for the company if not a little bit more i was like yeah no i'll take that loss all day every day that's how i want to go out or with a ring on my finger and it just seems like russell wilson and and aaron Rodgers are headed out that door which just see you later home home boy 
I, I think I think Russell Wilson has a stronger shot. Like he's he's younger. He still has a lot of talent. He just needs to be in a different place. Like I I, I don't know where. Like I don't know where he ends up. Uh, probably whoever gets him is going to get him for a deal. Somewhere. That would be great. Like he would fit perfectly there. Uh, quiet kind of place. Uh, if, if if the the teammates will accept Kirk Cousins, I feel like they'd be willing to accept <laughs> to accept Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a different kind of guy. It's just this situation was never good from the start. But I, it's hard to feel bad for Russell Wilson when he's already pocketed one hundred thirty seven million dollars. Like it's hard to be like, oh, they did him wrong. Like he already got one hundred thirty seven million dollars for this whole this whole fiasco and now he gets to go somewhere play on a cheap contract maybe a one or two year deal and then if he can turn this around he's going to milk another he's going to get another lifetime contract and so get another hundred million that's just how this works he's got to go someplace rehab his image uh prove that he's still got it and this is a guy who's uh won huge games he's won a super bowl um uh he is coachable. He's definitely weird with his, with his, uh, uh, Hey, you want to split the subway sandwich? Broncos country. Let's ride. He's not, is he the most dynamic personality of all time? Mr. Unlimited. (laughs) Probably not. Okay. It's like, he's not, he's not the guy you want to like talk at your event for you, but he is a good quarterback. He's going to bounce back. Aaron Rodgers is, is on the wrong side of, of 35 like that's uh that's what i can more see to your point happening like this guy even gets back with the jets and has a terrible year because he's old as shit and he's yeah. not everything is about like you know going to the witch's coven and then them running rubbing sage all over him like he, he's more about distractions russell wilson's technically still about football i have a quick question mark yes Would sir you- would you hang out with what with Russell Wilson? Like if you had yeah. if you had a day or two where you could just go hang out at the Broncos organization and they're like Russell Wilson is <laughs> is, is wanting to come along with you on your special tour. Would you would you be like, nah, I'm good, or would you be like, Yeah, Russ? And then, you know, would you hang out with him for the day? If oh, he yeah. Was like, yeah, come back to my crib and chat with me. Uh, from what I understand, he does have an office. Well, not anymore, but he did have an office at the the Denver Broncos facility, his own office. Um, and I don't mean like, oh, they put him in a cubbyhole. Like he has a full office, just like a coordinator. Uh, he's got a whiteboards, he's got a video screens. So I would show up, we could watch highlights of him when he played with the Seahawks, uh, when he was basically <laughs> killing the, killing the Cardinals, that would be kind of a bummer. And then we could go to, uh, Indian casino, like, cause I know he's, he likes to do that. We could, uh, play cards in a very uh, monotone kind of defeated way. And then I, I, I figured we would go to like a Chuck E. Cheese or like a, um, or Peter Piper pizza. And then we'd have, we'd have the party that he missed that his teammates never showed up for. I'm all there for it. I'm, I'm there for Russell Wilson, man. Okay. Fair enough. I, anyone who's that weird, I think <laughs> I would follow around for a day. <laughs> well, I just, I just asked because like the subway, the subway art, the, the subway sandwich thing, like that's, that's a writer doing the thing. Like, right. He, like they were like, Hey Russ, you want to get paid like X amount of thousand? Like if someone's like, Hey Jared, I'll give you a half a mil. You'd be in this weird ass subway commercial. I'd be like, I'm fucking game. Right. Yeah. Or they're like, or they're like, hey, do cut a promo for the green Bay Packers. And I'm like, you know, that's cringeworthy as fuck, but how much are you paying me again? You know, like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'll like, yeah. 
for for extra money, I'm I'm down, man. Oh, I'm down. Hold this football and say, "Let's Broncos country, let's ride," and then he just says it over and over Broncos and over country, again. Let's ride. It, yeah, it, yeah just, he's there. He's he's a game. He's game to promote. I mean, he's not yeah. good at it, but he's game. <laughs> he's not good at it. No, <laughs> but he's willing to try. He's good. He's just he has a little bit of trouble being human. But to go away from humans, though, I is is my next one. Um, wait, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That is my next one. This is I'm a penalty flag. I'm throwing it on the 49ers. There was a dog. There's a dog that got screwed. Now, Tony, the Corgi is one win away from the start of a dynasty in San Francisco. He won his second straight title at the K Niners Corgi cup at halftime of the 49ers game on Christmas day. Now, Tony, is a dog. He's a corgi dog. He turned five, and he may be one of the fastest corgis in the country. His resume is well decorated. Tony the corgi. Let me give you break. Let me break down some stats here for you. He's the 2022 corgi con race champion. He's the 2023 corgi con race runner up. The two time corgi national runner up and the two time corgi cup national championship. His performance at the nationals back in February was impressive. This is a corgi that can run like the wind. Let me give you a, a, a little bit of his uh, action here on uh, TikTok, uh, just so you can kind of know what what corg- this corgi is all about. Um, I hate the fact that I cannot play the clips from the uh, from the fucking articles anymore. That <laughs> really bothers me. Now I have to wait for. Oh, here. That's when you go to a pumpkin patch. No one has asked me to go see them. Okay, girls who cry. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think this is the corgi. You are I, so good at this. No one has asked me to go to a pumpkin patch. Calm down, guy. We'll go to a pumpkin patch in a moment. <laughs> need to find my corgi action. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So here he is dominating on that Monday night game, and it's not even close. <laughs> First of all, he's got like Tyreek Hill speed. He closes the first 10 yards within the first like two seconds. So he wins it. The victory marked Tony's second straight Corgi Cup this week. He went back to back. Uh, Now, should he win this race, he'll be have his third straight win. It would put him along the all-time greats like Tom Brady. Vinatieri, Jerry Rice, and George Blanda, all he does is win on Christmas. Here is his winning run on Christmas. He's ready! Go! Here Boom. we go! Off to the race in 20, 10, 5, run with back! What happened? What happened? Now, not to take away from... Tony's well-deserved and hard-earned championships, but there was some dissension surrounding the race. Now, one of his top challengers had performance, had his performance hindered by another dog. There was some deliberate contact between Tony and the other dog that caused the other Corgi to slow down in an effort to avoid the big hit and forced him off his path. It shook up the entire standings and I will be retweeting this video and you be the judge in a, in an NFL season marred, marred with bad calls questionable calls especially when it comes to illegal contact 
I'm going to play a little bit of the video. Uh, th th there's a slowed down version of the video. The other dog attacks Tony. Tony gets bounced on, but continues to move forward. He's running towards the end zone. Uh, and people are asking, was that illegal contact? Uh, it, it, people are going to complain. People are going to say it's not right. People are going to tr try to deny uh, Tony the Corgi. This is this is the witch hunt going against this dog. Uh, but he's an all-timer. And uh, we should appreciate him while he's here. Winning races uh, for the San Francisco 49ers during halftime. Uh, a dog. The way you lace your sneakers says a, a dog that was basically denied a championship because of this illegal contact it, it, it's the screw job in san francisco and i for one am not taking it taking it sitting down you'll find the videos on our on our uh twitter page ems 196 i'll have videos of uh first i'll have you the legendary corgi uh just running him winning and then we'll i'll show you a breakdown of the illegal contact and dear listener i ask that you make the call You good there, bud? I am. I I love oh. a, I, I love a dog race. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, because I was like, I thought I thought you had like more to say or something about no, that. No. Um, and I, what's what's great is Mark doesn't share his screen when he's watching these things, so I get just the audio version as well too. Um, and I I don't know. I I didn't watch the I don't watch the halftime games. I sure I'll take your word for it. I'm sorry, little <laughs> quirky guy. <laughs> this quirky got screwed over. Uh, I, I'm going to send Jared the video. I, I'm sure he's going to agree with you. The illegal contact, yes. questionable, questionable illegal contact. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem fair. The NFL referees have been a really, really terrible year. And not only are the, the games being officiated poorly, but the dog races, the Corgi races in San Francisco are also not being officiated correctly. Uh, I implore you, dear listener, go look at the video for yourself. Make your own decisions. Uh, Tony the Corgi screwed out of his championship. Uh, that's all I got to say. Dude is so fast. <laughs> he is fast. He's the fastest fucking Corgi I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, that's that's 110% pass interference right there. <laughs> yeah, pass interference, uh, you know. But dude is just hauling ass, man. Like, he's just rocking and rolling like nobody's business. Uh, I'd like, he's got Tyreek Hill speed. Yeah. Dude, they got they've even got a camera mounted on his fucking back too. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, no, that 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 is 110% pass interference. Um, uh. But you know, Mark, I sorry. I was just gonna say another screw job in the NFL. It just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Well, you wanna know how the NFL fans got screwed this hmm. this last weekend? Um so I was going to talk about throwing a flag on a number 32 branch that lions for wearing his mouth guard the wrong fucking way. Um, but I just, I want to, I want to read you a little something here that was, that there was X'd out, I guess, or, or tweeted out as it were. Um, Cause I want to throw a flag on the NFL for, for basically, how do I say this uh, without being polite um, for whoring themselves out essentially. <laughs> Already pay for, uh, so Jason so at Jason Ward twenty three says already pay for YouTube TV Sunday ticket and Amazon Prime I'm not paying for Peacock TV too what other ways can I watch tonight's game or do I just have to allegedly illegally stream it at NFL 
Um, another one comes from David J. Gutiari uh, at Guru Fan- Fantasy World. NFL's decision makers have been flat out insulting to NFL fans. Instance on Thursday games every week, giving Amazon a black Black Friday game to manipulate us into staying home and ordering from Prime, partnering with Peacock to n- manipulate us uh, into subscribing. And like there are just hundreds of people that are were fucking livid at that exclusive game that showed up on Peacock, right? During the holiday weekend, mm. this last weekend. Um, like, uh, uh, Revenge Ravens fangirl here is LMAO. So I pay for Sunday ticket and for Prime, and now you mean to tell me that tonight's holiday exclusive Bills versus Chargers game is only accessible if I have Peacock? This is why people pirate, and this is exactly why people should pirate, in my opinion. You know, if I pay for Sunday ticket, Amazon Prime and local cable, you'd think that would be enough. But someone at the NFL thought they could make more money by putting a primetime game on at Peacock. I hope the streaming service dies for this reason. Like people are fucking so pissed off because I mean, my little brother pays for YouTube TV, right? Which is about 120 bucks for the season. NFL Prime or, you know, what is it? Sunday ticket is like 150 Amazon Prime is like another 150 for the year. So you're already up to basically $450. And then on top of it, drop another 15 to 20 bucks for ad-free Peacock TV just to watch a single game. And then what if you forget to cancel it, right? Like that's, it's just the, the, the whole streaming thing used to be great. However, coming now it's just devolved into bullshit. It's just, everybody's got a streaming network. Everybody wants you to pay for their streaming network. And I went from going, yeah, I'll pay for everything to going. Yeah. I'm going to go back to being a pirate. <laughs> the, the, the games on Peacock, there's been this, this, this has reared its ugly head in college football a couple of times this, this year where there's been not good games. Unfortunately, like this is, I think it's the first time where people have been forced to go there to actually get a game they wanted to watch yeah. for, for college football. They've been dumping a lot of really kind of, questionable like games that you like okay well yeah this belongs on tv somewhere i don't know where and it's on peacock streaming only and peacock yeah. streaming is the worst the fact that they didn't have a, a free trial or something to use it to, to watch that game I, I, I can as a cardinal fan i cannot understand this like if if i'm like okay i have to get an, i have to get peacock to watch one game i'm not doing it you're right you should just steal the game and, and if you're going to get to the point of where you're going to steal one game then just steal all the games. It it makes no sense to me that you you, you basically have to pay three hundred dollars to watch whatever. Like I get it because I like watching NFL games, right? I don't mind watching an NFL game, but I don't want to have to pay fucking three hundred dollars to watch all the games. Like it just sounds dumb. Like I remember when I found out how much it would actually cost me to watch the vast majority of the games for the season. I was like, now nah, I'll just catch the highlights. If there's anything that's live streaming, I'm just going to catch the highlights. And then my brother, the last year, was like, hey, I've got YouTube TV. Let's link our YouTube so that way you could watch all the NFL games that you want. And it was something he wanted to do because he's really in-depth with the fantasy. Uh, and I guess he got like some deal because of the company he worked for. But like, I was not about to drop all that fucking money just to watch. Uh, like, like I can basically watch two games at most a, a day. Like, that's it. I'm not going to lie to you. We, we've learned through file entertainment that Jared can only only kind of like concentrate unless he's got like a golf game going on in the background or something to, to divert his attention. Because if I'm watching a stinker of a fucking game, I just I can't do it. I just it's not possible. It's not. You, 
you, you, so all together throughout the day, you could only watch two games. I think two, three would be the most absolute most I could do. I barely paid attention during the Super Bowl. <laughs> like last year when it was the, it's the Giants. For, no, sorry. It's, it's the giant powerhouse, the Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs who just can't stop killing people. And like, I watched like the first quarter and I was like, I'm going to go play Tarkov. I, see, I, I, I watched so many. I, I think I watched six college games. Jesus. Yesterday. Yeah. I watched the, the Liberty Bowl, the the Sun Bowl. And no, I watched four college football games yesterday. No, and then, then I ended up watching some high school football game, which is just all NFL or college football prospects. Yeah, I watched five games, five games start to finish. How? Like, how How do you just like, like, I know I, I just, I can't, I don't know. It just, it just irks my chain. I just, I can't sit there and just watch the, like, that's one thing that I, that I don't really like about the NFL is that they've slowed down a lot. Like for a three, like, cause each game is three fucking hours long and sometimes it gets just so slow and painful. It's just like, come on guys. Like, let's pick up the pace, man. The reviews and the time. Yeah. The NFL is pretty tough because the, the TV timeouts constantly and the reviews, the reviews for no good reason are, are really kind of push it into, to the stratosphere. They got to find a way to kind of shorten these games, not drastically, but at least cut 15 to 20 minutes off of them, which would be, which would be doing a, a favor for everybody. Well, I mean, think about it. Each quarter is 15 minutes. That's one hour. So it, how, how is one third of the TV slot for them to play? not football like i could maybe get like two hours or something like you know an hour and a half to two hours for the for the game right i could i could view that but how does it take three hours to finish a game that it lasts for one hour of actual play time right <laughs> that i mean i could maybe see 1.5 you know maybe double the time because of all the, the shenaniganry that goes on in between the, you know, the highlights, the reviews and stuff like that. But there's, there's no way that 33% of your of of your scheduled time is actual playtime. Like that is just ridiculous, man. <laughs> that, like remember the whole controversy with baseball where they're like, yeah, we gotta speed this stuff up. And the fans were like overwhelmed that there was that pitching clock now. And they're just like, yeah, this makes the game a thousand times better. Yeah. It is it, someone myself who who is a baseball fan grew up with it as 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 I would even consider myself a baseball purist. I've been on record saying like I'm the Ben Shapiro of baseball. If there's anyone who wants us to go back in time in baseball, it's me. And and I was really suspect of that pitch clock. And having seen a few games in person this year, having watched a few on TV, it's the best thing ever. It keeps the game moving. You don't have a lot of crap going on. You don't have guys just like picking at their ass or just standing around. It, it keeps everything boom, 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 boom. And especially in person, it can take a three-hour game, turns it into like two hours and 30 minutes, which is like the best thing ever yeah. getting through the game fast. You can see the other scores. There's always action. Yeah. There, there needs to be some kind of uh, revamp in the NFL to, even if we're just trimming off 15 or 20 minutes, something that makes this thing go faster. I mean, you, you, how many quarterbacks wait till like the last five seconds to snap the ball or, you know, they're like, Oh, they're going out there with 10 seconds left. There must be a play action that's going on. It's, it's getting a little redonkulous. Um, so yeah, that that was my penalty flag on on the NFL, but I decided to switch up at the last minute there. 
no worries. Well, let me get to, I'm going to end this on something positive here. I'm going to give a piece of hardware and I've got this piece of hardware, uh, not for a dog trying to win a dog race, but for an actual human. Now on Monday's matchup between the Niners and Ravens, uh, which was a Super Bowl preview, Baltimore, uh, and it looks like Baltimore is got a real shot at the Lombardi trophy, but heading into this game on Christmas day, uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens were a six and a half point favorites. And it was hard to blame the odds makers for thinking that San Francisco would walk away with the win based on how dominant the team had looked this season. So even if they're coming in as six point dogs, people still felt like the Niners were the better team. Now, last week, pro football, uh, talk founder Mike Florio didn't mince words when he revealed his prediction for the showdown stating and I quote the 49ers will kick the shit out of the Ravens on Monday night while forecasting the outcome of this game ah but not so fast that did not end up being the case with everything when everything was said and done Brock Purdy had four interceptions while Jackson recorded 252 yards in the air, added another 45 on the ground and tossed a couple of touchdowns while leading the Ravens to a 33 to 19 victory. And afterwards, uh, the quarterback called out Florio while walking through the tunnel to the locker room after the contest. And during the press game press conference, he got the chance to elaborate. I'm going to play some sound here for you, but he said, you can have, he can have his opinion. Don't just talk like that. That's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. He just needs to keep doing his job, but just don't come off like that towards us. That's disrespectful, like I said, because he is because he isn't putting on the pads. Let me give you Lamar Jackson talking shit about Mike Florio. Yeah, because we're in the NFL. We play ball, you know, not to take away from that team, but you can't just discredit us. We grown man, we gotta feed our family. And he can have his opinion, but just don't be just just talking like that. You know, that's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. But no, not to take away from the 49ers at all, because like they agree all across the board, but we gonna come to play as well. You know, our record not no fluke, you know. Um we play ball and we show that, you know. But he just need to just keep doing his job, but just don't just come come off like that towards us. You know, that's disrespectful, like I said. Cause he ain't putting them pads on, you know. If he ain't putting them pads on, I feel like it would have been different for him. He wouldn't say that. He'd be respectful, you know. But because, because I, I say that to say this, you know, we respectful to our opponents. Our opponents were respectful to us. But a guy who who not even playing against us just come out just, you know, just being disrespectful. I guess he wanted more views on his on his little channel. We're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> and Florio. Uh, uh, Hat in hand, came back and, and, and apologized via twi- Twitter. He wrote, Lamar is right. I apologize for how I phrased my opinion. I believe the 49ers are dramatically better than every other team in the NFL, better than the Cowboys, Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins, and everyone. The Ravens proved otherwise. They deserve complete and total respect for what they've accomplished. Uh, Jared, where where do you come down on this? Should should football talking heads be put in their place by the Lamar Jacksons of the world when they make a terrible, terrible opinion? Or Mike Florio, uh, like, this is what you're supposed to do as a talking head. You're supposed to have a strong opinion, right? Yeah, because, like, 
like the way that Mark and I view the NFL are two very different things. Mark views it through the eyes of the game. I, I'm a stats and statistics kind of guy, right? Like if if I'm going to look at something, I want to look at the the law of averages, right? He this is what it looks like. This is what he's basically putting up. These this is how the team is performing. Mark is going to watch them on game day a little bit more than I'm going to. And you know, I watch a lot of the highlights. Yes, I miss a lot of the the unnecessary slow turns, but also the the, the negatives. Mike Florio has got a team writing for him, right? It's not all just his opinion. He's not doing what Mark and I do. He's got a team of people putting it together. And if his entire team is like, yeah, Lamar Jackson and company is going to get spanked, he's going to do what he does best, the the talking head thing. And I hate how Lamar Jackson decided to do it as well, too. Uh, There's one line that I think gives Lamar credit about half credit off. Well, we we got we out here. We're trying to feed our families. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, trying to feed your family, you dude. You're not some steel construction worker out there doing your best. Where you just got okay to get on the crew, and you you made you you know like you were lucky to get that job, dude. You were just good at what you do, so people hired you. You're not just trying to feed your family, bro. You make more in like one game than I sometimes make in an entire three to five years of my life. Don't, I hate that phrase. We out here trying to feed our families. Fuck out of here, dude. Like that discredited you more than you could imagine. When you make more than some of us make in one game, I don't, that, that statement is useless. That statement is, is the, well, I'm a single mom. Well, congratulations. Uh, You know, like what, what don't have sex then with with somebody you, you don't think you can marry. Right. Or, well, he divorced me because he's a cheater. Should have seen it coming, honey. Like, I don't feel sorry for you. I don't, I don't, you, you could literally quit football right now and be a hundred percent fine for the rest of your life. Oh, I just, I, hate, I hate that phrase. Yeah, you're, you're, that. you're, you're baiting me with the single mom topic, but let, let me play what Florio said. Let, let me, let me give you the full context to what Florio said. Maybe this will change your mind. Kick the shit out of everybody they face. The, the quest is for second place. That's it. As long as those people stay healthy, they're currently healthy. The 49ers kick the shit out of the Ravens Here. on Monday night. I'm sorry, I know that's disrespectful to the Ravens, but let's be realistic. At home, they got to fly across the country on Christmas night, and the 49ers are waiting, and the 49ers are going to dismantle the Ravens. And it's not, it's a, if it's a Super Bowl preview, the Super Bowl is going to suck because the 49ers, as long as those guys are healthy, they're going to run. Okay, that's not him, Tim. This is just this guy talking out of his ass. Like, that's not his team. This guy is just being a, a retard. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, 30 to 7, 30 to 12, 35 to 16, 42 to 10, 34 to 3, 31 to 13, 42 to 19 against the Philadelphia Eagles, 28 to 16, 45 to 29. And even some of their losses uh, to Cleveland, 19 and 17, 22 and 17 against the Minnesota Vikings, 31 to 17 against Joe, Fla- uh, yeah, Joe Burrow, right? So I, Flacco's on my mind. The one game, the one kind of close game that they had was 30 to 23 against the Los Angeles Rams, right? If they win, they win big. There is like, there is at no point that he was incorrect in his statement that he usually, they usually just kick the shit out of the teams that they're playing. Like these margins are things that we hope to do in Madden, right? We hope to have those wins where it's like our team barely holds on to, to one, you know, one score or something crazy like that. So to me, the guy's right. Like they do kick the shit out of every team that they play. However, comma, you also got to take into consideration who your opponent is. So let's take a look at the, the big teams that they played. 
slaughtered the Dallas Cowboys 42 to 10 when the Cowboys were supposed to be great, dismantled the Philadelphia Eagles 42 to 19. So you play another great team like the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe you come out and you go, Hey man, I know the Ravens are great. However, come out, look at what they did to two really good teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys who were, and I'm putting up air quotes here, amazing at what they do. So in my personal opinion, he needed to maybe add one or two statements, but he's not talking on his ass. He's not being a re-re. He's just basically stating facts there that they've kicked the shit out of the vast majority of teams they play. And when they do play a great team, they come to fucking win and they win big. They just decided to shit the bet against the, the loss uh, against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson decided to come out with a chip on his shoulder, which I hope that motherfucker does so he can get a ring. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens were were like on fire. They probably played the, the game of their lives as that that week. I don't think they needed the extra motivation of Mike Florio and his shitty sweater no. saying stupid shit. But like, it 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 is kind of a. I will play devil's advocate. Like here, like Lamar Jackson just won this important game. They have all this momentum. If you're worried about you know sticking it to a talking head right after the game, I don't know. Maybe that also seems like maybe both. You know, maybe it's just being a little bit sensitive. Like what? Like that's like if if you were an NBA player or you were an any professional athlete, and you know Skip Bayless gets loose and he says some weird shit about you, or Stephen A. Smith gets weird and says some weird shit about you, like. You kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. You're like, these guys are, this is what they're supposed to do. They're trying to fill hours. Like there's got to be some kind of understanding. Like, yeah, that guy's a clown. He's a fan and fans can have stupid opinions. Yeah. And, and like, I, I've got abs, I've got absolutely zero problem with, with the bullshit talking heads doing what they do best. Like it's it. So there was an article that I was reading last night. Um, uh, oh, so, uh, so basically, I'd, I'd come across, uh, I forget what I came across, but it was something about a, a maid bar. Mark, do you know what a maid bar is? No, what's a maid bar? A maid bar is basically European, the, the European version of Hooters. Oh, okay. Right, it's, it's, it's basically women dressed in those kind of maid outfits instead of, you know, the, the tank tops that cling to their skin and the, the booty shorts that are meant for um, volleyball, which again, I genuinely don't understand why that's the, the uniform for volleyball, but God bless those women. <laughs> um, I just like there was it was an article is like, oh, have have made bars gone too far? When is misogyny too misogynistic? When is it too crazy? And reading this article that this woman had written, like I'm looking for the part where she explains how bad this is. And the whole time, like. I I don't even remember the article because it was bullshit. It was just like, well, because one, I was like, what the fuck is a maid bar? Like that doesn't make any like I I'm like they they compared it to Hooters. It's like okay, so what's the difference? Like I'm not sure I I get it. It's just women in sexy made outfits doing what they do best. And she wrote this massive puff piece, and there was no puff in it. It was the pure article. It was just the the you know has misogyny gone too far with maid bars and Hooters? And I'm like reading this article. I'm like, there's nothing in here where it talks about it. They've gone too far. And then like the last little excerpt was some nonsense about like, oh, like, you know, I don't think it's gone too far. It's blah, 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 blah. And it's like the, the, the beginning had no tie to the, the middle or the end. The article title had nothing to do with it there. And that's what a lot of these talking heads do. Right. They basically take the puff piece. They go, yeah. The 49ers should whoop the shit out of anybody they play, even big teams. 
because they seem to do exceptionally well against big teams. And so what are you going to do? Be like, oh, well, I mean, it's going to be a good game between the Ravens <laughs> and the 49ers. And, 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 and. No, you're going to go, hey, statistically, the 49ers have kicked the shit out of every fucking team they've played that was really good. Well, guess what, Marn Jackson? Get ready for a big fucking loss, my man. You know, like that's what you do because you want to draw on the viewers. It's it's 100% correct. You, you, you can't just write that puff piece to get that click because once you get that click, You've got the read, right? Your your article has the piece. You have what you need. It doesn't matter what's inside of it. The 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 article titles to get the click. When you're a talking head, you have to not only say the thing that you mean and then fucking double, if not triple, down on it, right? That's what you got to do because then people aren't going to stick around for it, right? Yeah, you. I mean, you, you got to stand by it. I, you you could go the introspective route, like I think what Florio is doing here. He's like, look, here's what I thought. I thought it because of this, but obviously, you know, they're doing great. The the, the whole if this is a Super Bowl, it's going to be boring. That would seem to be the extra kick. That was the yeah. extra shitlord part of the his take. It's one thing you're right that if your take is look at look at the numbers, San Francisco obviously could beat them. They might beat the shit out of them. Like. Yeah. But it, if you're like, if this is a Super Bowl preview, the Super Bowl is going to suck. Like now you're just shitting all over the Ravens just for the sake of shitting all over the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, one, it's one thing to shit all over like the Bills, a team that's struggled or like the Chiefs, which is we're going to get into our, our week. Pre- but the Chiefs could there's a, there's a statistical chance the Chiefs couldn't even make the playoffs at this point. Like they have to win out. So and that you, makes it funnier. That's when you're when you're taking shots at top ranked teams and you're like, yeah, I don't know, Philadelphia Eagles are kind of hot garbage. It's like, yeah, okay, you're you're just now you're just saying things for attention. <laughs> now you're just like, now you're like Jalen Hurts. I don't know, a lot of overblown, a lot of overblown stuff. I don't know if I'd want him as my quarterback. I'd rather have like if I said I'd rather have Kyler Murray. I'm obviously just being a, a shit lord. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's, I'm not being serious. No one wants Tyler Murray over Jalen Hurts right now. It's it would be ridiculous. Um, yeah, but that I, was. We go ahead. Okay. You finish your thought. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I thought I had something there, and it's just not. I'm sorry. I, there was there was a thought bubble, and I don't know. Like, would you like to say something crazy? Would you like to say like? Uh, the guy's a douchebag. Like, you know, like, I mean, statistically. Both of them or Florio? <laughs> Florio, statistically, Florio was looking at it that way. He doubled, tripled down to do the talking head thing. But Lamar Jackson, you lost a lot of points for saying you got to feed your family. Bro, you make more and more in one check for a game than I do in like five years of my career. You're not out there trying to feed your family. You're just doing what you do best, brother. Don't say that line. Please don't say that line. Yeah. Any any big NFL star should never say that line because your game checks, even the like some of the lowest paid NFL players make more in one game than I sometimes do in a year. So I'm just trying to feed my family. <laughs> they eat gold <laughs> I, I have it's a struggle it's a real struggle to put that gold on the table yeah it is kind of it is kind of the dumbest thing ever. well uh that was hardware and penalty flags our version of a weekly award show where we hand out penalty flags to the week's worst and we give hardware to the week's best uh but let's play uh, let's uh, uh pay a few bills here and this is a great one because i don't have to read it Jared, I, guess, I, I have money to burn. I don't know what to invest in. I feel like 
I want to get involved in the crypto market, but it seems like every, everything's already happened. All the good stuff has already happened. It feels like the whole world has passed me by. No, Mark, the, the world does not pass you by. In fact, you are keeping pace with it because today's episode, it luckily enough for you, if you want, if you want to do the smart thing and not actually burn your money and invest it, you can just put it into Shiba Inu or what a lot of people like to call SHIB. It's called Shiba Inu token. It is honestly the most exciting cryptocurrency out there in the world as of right now. You know, what because way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing your Doge coins, your Bitcoins. You can find it on the coin market cap out there. You don't have to drop a lot of money like you do with you know Bitcoin. You don't have to invest into some weird dog that they call Doge now. This is Shiba Inu. It's after a very reputable, reputable breed of dog, which by the way doesn't look half bad. And it's easy. You can just buy hashtag SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges out there. But honestly, the best place to find any information is by going to at SHIB token on Twitter. If you're paying attention, and for those of you at home, it's at S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N. That's at S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N on Twitter, X, Wafcat, whatever they're calling themselves. There you can find links to your subreddits, your discords, the telegrams, and everywhere else that you can find all the SHIB that you knew. You can get Diamond Paws just like me and have six figures and be set in your future once we hit one penny. Nice. I'm ready. I'm ready to hit a penny. I, I, I'm ready to leave it all behind, uh, buy a gas station, and run it. That's, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, a gas station with a, with a subway inside of it, one of those ones. Um, let's get to the games this week. So week 17, a lot to go over. Let's start with Thursday night. Thursday night already happened. Jets 20, Browns 17. Flacco continues to impress down the stretch, maybe the most effective retread in NFL history uh, from the couch to leading the Browns to the playoffs. Now this puts the Deshaun uh, uh, on notice here. Now we see, we saw Denver cut ties with, with Mr. Unlimited. I, I know we, we, we already talked about that, but could there be possibility that Joe Flacco gets a couple year run or is, or is this just temporary? This is just how things are working out right now. This, this whole Flacco, renaissance is, is going to come back down to earth what are your thoughts honestly joe flacco with the browns i'm i'm not very impressed by it because cool congratulations you beat the jets like yay you did a thing it's not that difficult it's not that hard um to beat the jets as we've seen um obviously whatever rogers was putting down on uh on the boy uh the mother lover out there that he is zach wilson <laughs> it shined for about 30 seconds right um i i think it's great because it puts the predator down a notch where it's like dude i called like i called it i 100 called it he's not gonna be good he's so rusty he's not gonna come back the, the dude is ruined he's he's um he's bad meat as they would say uh the, the guy is just he's done for i, I think it, it is unnoticed the browns they're going to have to put into action what you talked about. It's either are they going to double or triple down like our uh, uh, Mike Florio, you know, and just kind of stick by their guns, or are they going to come out and, and do an apology tweet and go, we were wrong to hire a predator. We were wrong to hire this douchebag and give them all this money. Um, so I'm excited to see what the Browns do with their future. I would honestly, if I were, if I were the Browns, I'd eat that dead money. I'd let Flacco do one more year just to see what happens. Uh, you know, get get a get a fresh face on the team, get him spun up because Flacco still, dude, Flacco still got it. Like that's pretty fucking impressive. Joe Flacco, the, the man who is a little bit older than Rodgers, basically, in my opinion, 
still can do things out there. He can probably teach somebody even as the number two while the kid is getting his first reps in. And honestly, I, I think the Browns just need to take the hit. That is that is my personal opinion. Yeah, they geez here. The, the problem here is that every single cent of and this is what's crazy about that Deshaun Watson contract. Like people were like, oh yeah, 230 million. Like just shy of a quarter billion dollars. The the problem here with this this contract is every single cent of it is guaranteed. So uh he's guaranteed a fill a $46 million payment in 2024, 25, 26. Like, yes, you could get rid of him. Yes, it would count as dead money against it, but you don't get any relief. The Broncos kind of get out of a huge portion of that that Russell Wilson contract if they if they bounce him now. With Deshaun Watson, you're basically letting him leave, but you're still having to pay him the 230 million. That's how crazy that contract is. It does such a whole lot of good. It really does. Sorry. Uh I've been trying to text you, but apparently you don't look at fucking anything I send you. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had, uh, I, so I ordered a bunch of shit from Walmart and they're like, yeah, it'll be there in like three hours. And usually it is there in three hours, but it's hilarious because the one time that they're not coming in three hours, they show up like immediately. Like I placed that order like 20 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, it'll, it'll be here by the time the show's over. And they're like, yeah, no, we're going to be here now. So, we're going to be there now, right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I was trying to put everything away that needs to be put away. But honestly, I, if I were the Browns, I'd just take the hit. Just take the loss. Like, you're going to get nothing out of the Predator. You will absolutely get nothing out of him. The guy's a bust. He can't even teach his backups, right? Like, you've got nothing with him. I genuinely think the, the what positivity has come out of him? Nothing. None. I mean, whatsoever. If anything, it's been a complete distraction. But I mean, you're going to be paying $46 million for a guy not to be there, basically. Yeah, he, it's it's just absolutely, absolutely fucked. And take, take the hit, send him on his way, and then nobody's going to pick him up. And he's just done. That's his final paycheck. Hopefully the man and uh, hopefully the child invests smart in, in uh, his childish ways. And I don't know. I just... I don't like him. I don't like the way that he plays. He just, he doesn't produce to have that sort of contract. And for the Browns to be like, yeah, you're su- a super elite, set a real bad precedence for a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. And I mean, honestly, if I were some of those quarterbacks that were basically comparing everything um, to, to like, because w- what did you, what did you hear? You heard basically, oh my God, if he's getting that money, I should get way more because I'm way better than him. And it's like, if a quarterback that bad is getting such a bad rap as well too for if such a bad quarterback is getting paid so much fucking money for everything it's it it's just it 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 baffles and boggles my absolute mind that he's that bad he gets paid that much and yet we got the likes of Aaron Rodgers who are getting paid mm-hmm. a little bit more and like we're just we're we're seeing a bad precedence where your quarterbacks are going to take up so much of your cap space that you have no no reason to pay anybody else anybody else anything. Uh, quarterback who's not even gonna start. Well, let me uh let me move on here because we got a Saturday game. Sorry, I all right. So Saturday we do we have a rare Saturday night game. This is a good one though. We, Lions coming in at eleven and four, Cowboys at ten and five, six fifteen PM A ABC ESPN. Cowboys still got that fifteen game home winning streak going into this one, but the Lions are riding high. First division title in 30 years, hosting a playoff game, no matter what happens. 
actually tied with the Niners and Philly for the number one seed. This is definitely a playoff preview. I'm hesitant to go boys here because because they're coming off uh, two losses. I'm, I'm kind of torn. Who do you got in this game and why, Jared? I like the Lions. I feel a lot like the Lions um, just have an up when it comes to the Cowboys. I, like, like Whiskey was saying, Dak Prescott is... He's just not what the Cowboys need right now. I genuinely think that the Lions are going to be the Cowboys just simply because when it comes to the game itself, they're they're playing on turf, which the Lions are they're living it high and, and at home on the turf. The Dak Prescott and company, I just I don't feel like they're gonna do anything spectacular when they play teams that actually are good. They don't do well. And I feel like the Lions are a great team, as much as it pains me to say. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to go against Grain here. I'm going to go Cowboys. Uh, I, I think this the the Dak Prescott resurgence is is something I'm in I'm into. I, I think they're going to be better. I I think to your point, yes, they have they won a game against a really good team. Not really. Like have they really dominated a, a really good team? Lions just. I love the consistency. I love where they're at. I just don't think they have much to play for. I think they already locked up that division. They already locked up the playoffs. I don't know how seriously they need the number one seed. Uh, Cowboys, on the other hand, I, I feel like there's still momentum to, to be had there. I'm going Cowboys in this one. Fair enough. Uh, 11 a.m. Sunday. So now we get to all our Sunday. We have all Sunday games. So there's no Monday nighters. There's just Sunday games from here on out. And then the Sunday night football game. So let's get to the first game on Sunday. Cardinals three and twelve, Eagles eleven and four. Zombie football strikes in Arizona once more. Cards are just going through the motions, lifeless going into the offseason. Wide talent, wide receiver talent is nowhere to be seen. Hollywood Brown just got officially got put on the IR yesterday. K one literally has no one to throw to. But meanwhile, okay, so I think we're both going to pick the Eagles here, but. The Eagles are having a lot of trouble themselves. Not that they're going to lose this game, but the fans have kind of turned on them. There, there has been calls for the fans to quiet down when they're getting in their offensive plays. Uh, Jalen Hurts has taken a lot of criticism, not only on TikTok, but on Instagram. Uh, people kind of saying that he only likes to throw to certain receivers, that he's always running around, never making the, the, the proper read. I, I've never seen a team uh, that's uh, defending NFC champion and get so much bad publicity going into the uh, into the final games of the year. Like I still think this team could win that number one seed because their schedule looks a lot more uh, friendlier compared to everyone else. But I think that there's chinks in the armors of, of the Eagles going forward. I don't think this is going to be the same team that we saw last year storm into the Super Bowl as the NFC champion. Yeah, no, the the Eagles are 110% not the team that they were last year. They are absolutely it, like it's it's just it it boggles my mind that at at how bad the Eagles have become, I guess, in in terms of what they were last year. I mean, they were just an absolute absolute domination. They were absolutely oh my god, we're just so hard right now. They used to dominate the shit out of whoever they played and it just I I, I don't know, it it I, yeah, we both are picking the Eagles right now. I just, I don't think I have anything to add. I like everything. Like I, I'm trying to find another another spot to be like, yeah, no, Mark, this is another thing. That's another thing. You're right. He's got favorite wide receivers. He's got favorite things to do. He's he's wanting to reproduce what they did last year, but win the game instead of lose it. 
down to you know hands on you know hands on the back of the 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 jersey or the holding call he wants to be able to go okay yeah so what they score a touchdown and you know we don't have to worry too much about things and i think that's basically where he's at and he's trying to reproduce that by throwing to specific wide receivers making sure that nothing happens that's not supposed to happen and that he has a great game because i mean look at what happened with kansas city right they're basically the same team except without tyree kill and What's happening there? Just everything is going away. So he's probably worried that they might fall into the trap of being the, the Chiefs where you have nobody and he wants to just rely on people he can rely on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's something's going to have to change there because I think the 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 recipe to beat the Eagles is already on the table. Get to Jalen Hurts early, cover the guys that he, he likes because he won't throw to people he doesn't like. I think their story is, starts next week with, with that tougher game to end the season and fighting for that number one seed. It mm-hmm. Definitely would help them having people come to Philadelphia, having to face that weather. All of, I mean, getting that number one seed is important. But yeah, Eagles are as good as they are an eleven and four. Probably going to end the year at thirteen and four. Like probably one of the best teams in the NFC. But I think there's definitely there's chinks in that armor. Uh, they're gettable. They're definitely gettable in my mind. Yeah, I I would 100% say that you're right on the the 13 and 4 is probably what they're going to end at, but I I I'm I'm a lot like some of the talking heads that are a little worried about the Cowboys and their playoff chance. I'm a little little worried about the Eagles and their playoff chance cuz what happens when these last couple of games you see Jalen Hurts just doing the how do I phrase this? The the standard normal things, right? Like there's no deviation from this. There's no deviation from that. This is what he does. This is how he does. What's going to happen once you disrupt that? That's what I'm worried about. It is is going to yeah. happen where when they figure out what his standard operating procedures are, what is going to happen then? You know, what's good with Jalen? How is he going to audible? You know what I mean? And if they struggle, if they struggle against the Cardinals or if they struggle next week, it's going to be, that'll be the bigger story. It won't be so much about them going for the number one seed. It'll be about, Ooh, yes, they have the number one seed and they're going to need to have that week off to get things right because something's not right there for, for the Eagles. But let's move on. Another great game, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. game, Dolphins 11 and four, Ravens 12 and three. Ravens can lock up the number one seed here in the AFC with a win. If the Finns win, they would control their own path to the top seed with the next week's showdown against the Bills. So Dolphins would have to win here, win against the Bills next week, and then they lock up the number one seed. Like So Tua versus Lamar, this game has got it all. I love where we're at on this game. You know I'm, Mike, I'm a Mike McDaniel homer. You know I'm a Tua Tungavailoa homer. Tua versus I'm, – I'm not going to say anything crazy like Florio and be like, the Ravens are going to get the shit kicked out of them. But, but – I believe in my heart of hearts. I love the Dolphins. I love how this team is played. I love Mike McDaniel. I'm going Dolphins in this one. Are, are, you, are you sticking with the more the more traditional, more proven Baltimore Ravens? I, I said it. I, I said it before, and and I'll say it again. Uh, well, I said it last week, right? If the Dolphins can find a way to contain Tua Tonga Vailoa and kind of calm down that offense, they they're gonna have a, they're gonna have an option to win. What did the Cowboys do? They won 20. They lost 20 to 22. They found a way to can kind of contain it. If the Ravens can lock up the 49ers, I have a hard time picking the Dolphins winning on this one, just simply because if the Ravens can find a way to slow down that explosive offense, I'm going to take the chance and say the Ravens are going to be able to slow down what Tyreek Hill is doing and contain them. 
we we saw that we saw that the Cowboys proved the Dolphins can be contained. We 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 proved the Dolphins can be slowed down, right? Or they can be matched. <laughs> I feel like the Ravens can do that based off of what they did last week. That that's just my personal opinion. I just I'm with you where I want to pick the Dolphins through and through, but I have to go. The Ravens prove that they're a fucking hell of a force to deal with. And if they're vying for that number one seed in the AFC, they got to go through the Dolphins to prove it. And you know what happens when Lamar's got a chip on his shoulder, obviously. Well, I, I kind of wanted it to be, as we wrap up this game, this is going to be interesting because we've already gone against each other in two, two games. We've only been through three games. We're already, we disagree on two of these. Yeah. But, it, for me, it's definitely weird to see the Ravens here on top. Like Ravens win this, they're the number one seed in the AFC. If we when we talked at the beginning of the year, it was like it's going to be Dolphins, or, or it's going to be uh, it's going to be Bills, it's going to be Chiefs. Like maybe the Bengals will come up out of nowhere. Maybe they'll get the number one seed. But here we are, Ravens number one seed. Ravens, we've already kind of talked about Super Bowl preview. Any surprise here or any disappointment that it's the Ravens who, 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 when it's all said and done this regular season, they end up being the, the class of the AFC and not the, not the usual suspects. It's not going to surprise me, but I don't know. Like they, they, we forgot about them and they wanted to prove us wrong. I, I don't know. Like I, I don't. I don't have much to say to it when it comes to the Ravens over the Dolphins or the Ravens being the number one seed, because I mean, let's face it. They're, they're a team that we rarely talked about. They're a team that we mm. rarely gave a whole bunch of praise to. And what do they, what do they do? They just kind of snuck under the radar, right? And they win. They just yeah. continually consistently win and consistently play good. 12 wins, only three losses. I mean, they win this, they get a lock it up. That, that's a 13 win season in the regular season. They get a week off. Everyone has to go to Baltimore in order to, to, to get to the Super Bowl. All roads lead through through their home stadium. Uh, they have a lot of incentive to win this, but at the same time, in, in my mind, I, I got to go with Tua. I got to go with Mike. I got to believe in the underdog. I, I'm going Dolphins in this one. Um, That's fair. I, I want to ask you one real quick question. I know you're trying mm-hmm. to move along quickly, but I want to ask you one th- quick thing. If the Dolphins lose, the Ravens lock it up, How how much... What do you think is going to happen if, if the Dolphins have to go back to Baltimore? Do you think they're going to be able to pull it off? Oh, this is the terrible thing. If, if, if Miami has to go to Baltimore uh, three or four weeks from now in the playoffs, especially if, if, if it, yeah, they're going to have a really tough time. It's tough to beat a team to, to beat a team twice in one year. And the Dolphins are Mike McDaniel's a great offensive coach. I don't know how much of a, a, a great defensive schemer he's going to be, if, especially if the Ravens run run wild on them. I, in Mike McDaniel's kind of said, like you know, Lamar Jackson is one of the toughest ones to coach against because of his skill set. They're going to be in trouble. Yeah, you're right. Like the Dolphins not only need this one to kind of stay in control of possibly getting that number one seed, because if the Ravens have to go down to Miami, it can only help Miami. But you're right. If Miami has to go to to Baltimore. To, to wrap this thing up, to push for a Super Bowl appearance, they're going to have a hell of a time. Everyone's going to have a hell of a time if they got to go into Baltimore. Uh, let me move Sorry, on here. I was having a massive coughing fit there. If, if they, <laughs> my, dude, my allergies have been killing me these last these last <laughs> few days because I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the weather, much like Mark and I have, uh, because sometimes weather actually affects games. 
Uh, it is currently 31 degrees here in central Wisconsin, where it usually oh should be God. like <laughs> it should usually be like 10 to 15 with snow, and there's no snow. And the first year that I found out Jared actually has allergies was because of mold. And a lot of mold happens when it's really cold and wet out here, and there's no snow to cover up the mold. So I'm still taking my allergy medications and still fucking hating life right now. So my apologies <laughs> on that, dude. No worries. Well, let's move on to Titans and Texans. Titans are coming in 5-10, and 10, Texans 8-7. and seven. Stroud and, and Levis, uh, the pair of rookie starters, are going to play this week. Uh, so the Texans will be at full strength going into this one, and they need this one. Texas has a, an above 50% chance. If they win, they have a 50% chance of still getting to the playoffs because they still need a little help. But a loss drags them down to 13%, and they would require a lot of help. So so close to winning the AFC South here. They need to win out. They still need to get a little bit of help. I'm sold on the Texans. I love Stroud. I love how he's played this year. He's definitely my my uh, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go Texans because I, I, I like the Texans. I like this team. I think they they wrap this one up. I still think they end up being right on the cusp of the playoffs, but Titans have nothing to play for. That's zombie football. Uh, although the Titans have won games when they weren't supposed to. <clears throat> I'm going I, Texans. I'm curious. So if the Texans lose, are they doing that like, that thing where the Buffalo had to do like, what was it like 10 to 15, like weird things had to happen for them to get in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you have that, 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 uh, scorigami? Uh, No, it's not called scorigami. Do you have that fucking fantasy world bullshit pulled up? So if the Texans lose, what do they, what needs to happen for them? It's so convoluted right now that it, it all depends on the games that happen this week. So like next week we'll have the true, like crazy math, the crazy NFL math right now, they're just doing it by percentages. Cause there's so many games this week where even games that really are meaningless between two losing teams can go, it can play a factor in this. So it's just breaking, it's broken down by percentage this week. So 50% chance if they win, it, it drops drastically to 13% if they, if they don't. Honestly, I'm going to go with the Texans as well too. I mean, the Titans, the Titans have done absolutely nothing for me to think of them this season. The the few times that they the Texans have won, I'm just like, oh wow, that's interesting that they they uh, uh, the Titans. God damn it, two T teams. When the Texan when the Texans have won games that they weren't supposed to, it was like, okay, cool, that's awesome. The Texans deserved it. But when the Titans do it, like, oh wow, that's really kind of cool. I'd never expected that. Um, the Texans actually have something to fight for, and I don't think that the Titans have anything to f- fight for. I, I'm going to agree with you 110% on the, on the whole zombie thing. And this is what you and I thought was going to happen at the end of the season, where we're going to have a lot of the same ideals, uh, unless we ve- like, I remember that we it's copy paste. If, mm-hmm. if we're both thinking the Texans are going to win, our thoughts are basically copy paste, but if it's two different teams, mm, fucking watch out. Cause we have wild opinions, you know? Well, this is one I wonder if we're going to be on the same page. Pats four and eleven, Bills nine and six. Pats should be cooked, but yet you look at those four wins and you wonder where where that team is has been at all year long. Zero consistency. There's the rumors of Belichick bouncing after the season is over. Meanwhile, the Bills are coasting back into the playoffs, but they would need some some NFL math magic to clinch this week. It seems like next week's game against Miami is going to be for all the AFC East marbles but the Pats could play spoiler. Now I want you to remember one of those losses uh, that the bills have of those six losses back on October 22nd, Patriots won that game 29, 25. They've proven they can do it, 
but that was back when Jared Allen didn't look like Jared Allen. Now Josh he's Allen. Josh Allen. I don't know why, why I want to call him Jerry, Jared Allen. Josh sure Allen. That's a good name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we should rename him Jared Josh. He's a white guy. So yeah. Josh Allen, he's looked like an MVP the past few games. Any, I, I'm really tempted to throw a flyer in the Patriots. They did win this game earlier. Belichick knows how to match up, but all the signs point to the Bills in a walk-off. Tell me why I, I should not chase the the Bill Belichick Pats previous result and should go with the Bills as well. Look, the, the Bills barely beat the Chargers last week, right? Barely beat the fucking Chargers of all people. Mm, yeah. And... <laughs> A lot of their games recently that they have been playing have not been like, okay, you blew out the Jets. Congratulations. You lost to the Broncos by two. You, you, you know, the Bengals beat you. And like, you're looking at a lot of these games that they play. It's close. And it shouldn't be close when you're Buffalo and doing what you did this, this last season, right? You lost to the Jets in overtime on, on your first game. You, you you dominated the Dolphins 48 to 20. Like, how are you barely beating the Giants 14 to 9? How are you, you know, barely beating the Chiefs 20 to 17, barely beating the Chargers 24 to 22? I want to say the Bills are are back, but the Chargers just I can't be 110% confident in saying that the Bills are back, baby. They're gonna coast into it because if the fucking Chargers give you grief and you are this team, I just, I don't know, man. I like, I don't know. Like it, I'm trying to look for a reason to, to say the Patriots are going to lose the bills, but it just, I, 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 I want to believe in Bill Belichick because I just, I, I can't believe that Josh Allen is completely healthy, you know? Yeah. Okay. You devastate the Cowboys 31 to 10. You beat a team that's great, but how, you almost lose to the Chargers 24 to 22. So like, I just, I'm going to pick the bills on principle. Cause I want to be a part of the mafia. I do. Yeah. I'm just, I I'm also going to pick the bills just because everything you just said makes sense. Patriots have beat them. The, the Patriots do match up well defensively. They look okay. I know Bailey's Bailey's Appies finally got like, finally starting to come into his own, like great week 17 yeah. way to finally show up. But just if this guy really is gone, there de- there'll definitely be effort there, but this is this is in Orchard Park in upstate New York. Uh, uh, Josh Allen has looked better the past couple weeks. Uh, th- that Cowboy game gave me no confidence, but yeah, you're right. Bills just on reputation alone, just on the fact that they need to win this game in order to 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 lock it in for the playoffs to have some kind of momentum going in there. They should beat the Patriots. If we walk away from this week, if we start, if we go into next week. And and we're like, oh, the Bills are nine and seven, and they just lost to the Patriots two times in one year. That that's the point where I think you have to write them off. Like the, the Bills are as crazy as it sounds for a nine win team. Like they are in a must win situation. They need yeah. to win this game. The the Bills are are definitely needing to beat the Patriots. And I mean, yeah, great. It's like it's in upstate New York. Patriots don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they New England wherever. plays. Yeah, you come it like I remember when it was like, yeah, you come to New England for the playoffs. It's just like playing Lamar Jackson, you know, in Baltimore in the playoffs. It's just it's cold, it's disgusting, nobody wants to be there. And it's just like Green Bay playing at Lambeau in the middle of the, you know, the middle of the year, just like with Chicago 
as well too like you're playing in the cold and if you're not used to the cold life is going to be unfair right you know the dolphins have to come where they're used to very warm weather the patriots don't care about cold weather in fact if i'm not mistaken bill belichick likes to practice in cold as well too because you know practice like we play the bills have to win so i'm going to say they have to win and they're going to I, I, I got you as well. I, I agree there as well. Let's move on to the next one. I think we're also going to be uh, agreeing on this one. Rams eight and seven, Giants five and ten. The Giants have plummeted back down to earth. The John Travolta Saturday Night Fever, Tommy DeVito era, <laughs> has turned into a rookie before our eyes. Just as the hoopla was hitting the zenith. Now, meanwhile, the Rams can clinch with a win, with a win here. Seahawks loss over the Steelers, or if the Packs and the Vikes end in, in a tie that would secure this thing for the Rams. So the Rams need a little help this week, but they could lock up a playoff spot. This team went three and six going into the bye week this year, the Rams, and have gone five and one since then. They have a winnable game here against the Giants, but Jared said this all year long, West Coast team across three time zones in cold weather. Any of any of this tempting you into taking the G-men or are you like me? You look at the records, you look at the success they've had over the past six games and you go Rams. I'm going to go Rams just because I, I don't. I don't feel bad for the Rams going into it. Um, I, I mean, you've got. You've got Matt Stafford with them, right? Matt Stafford is used to playing in the NFC. The, he's used to the cold. So if anything, he's getting his guys ready to play in the cold. He's giving him tips and tricks and everything like that, that they need to need to play better. And I, I honestly have zero faith in the giants. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a flip of the coin. It's like, are they going to be good this week? I don't know. I, 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 I love that West coast team going in East. I love, I love the weather. I love all of that, but man, the giants are just so, so bad. And the, the the Tommy DeVito thing was just like kind of a, a great distraction from the from the complete dumpster fire that's going on there. But uh, yeah, they, they're going to have to change things, and then that coach is going to get fired by the end of the year. And and I think it, this is going to be a Rams win. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be by, by a lot. Uh, Vegas has got Rams by two points. Uh, I like that. I, I would even say you could probably move that up to five points. I I, I got the Rams winning this one easy. Uh, I. When we get to these other games, Seahawks, Seahawks winning over the Steelers, I still have questions in my mind. Packs, Vikes ending in a tie. You just you, you can't count on that. You just need to win nope. your win your games, take care yep. of business. Uh, maybe scoreboard watch after this game. Keep an eye on that Seahawks Steelers. But yeah, I, I think all the all the the impetus here is is for the Rams to close this one out, kind of put themselves in the best position for a playoff spot. Yeah, and and I'm I'm in agreement with you. I mean, do we even have to comment on this next game? To be honest with you, the 49ers at Commanders. Do we even have to care about that? I, well, I, I, to go full Mike Florio here, the 49ers are going to kick the shit out of the Washington. See, this is one you could you could go crazy with the 49ers for his for for the trouble that they've had. Uh, that game against Lamar Jackson until Lamar Jackson ends up showing up in a commander's Jersey. I think you're fine. You get chase young returning to the scene of, of where he was originally dumped from the, the commanders. Yeah. This is 49ers in a cakewalk. Uh, even Vegas has got uh Niners by seven. I think that's a little bit too low. The Niners are going to take the commanders to school in a big way. Ugly, ugly, ugly loss for the commanders. 
Yeah, I'd like if Chase Young is coming back to where he, he you know, where he he basically was. If anything, he's going to be like, "Hey, I won't hit you too hard because you did trade me to a great team, and I know I'm going to be going to the the playoffs at least this year, which is going to be fun for me." So I, I feel like the 49ers are going to show up. They're going to show up well, and the Commanders are just going to get the absolute snot knocked out of them. I mean, I was looking well, at Gridiron, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully they wear their all red jerseys so it covers up the bloody beating that they get from the 49ers. <laughs> well, the commanders, the, the commanders, former teammates of Chase Younger are not even bracing for the, the fact that, they, that they'll be able to shake hands and they'll have a fun time. They're of the opinion that Chase Young is looking to do as much damage as he possibly can because of his because of how angry he was with the organization. And mm-hmm. uh, I think there was even one uh, commander's player who was like, yeah, we'll shake hands and we'll have a good time, but it'll be after the game. So that's just the kind of guy Chase Young is. Yeah. This is, this is going to be a feast for the 49ers. Absolutely. I, um, I am very curious about the next game though, because I have no idea what to think. Yeah. Saints seven and eight Buccaneers, eight and seven coaches, quarterbacks, defensive stars, personnel changes, but the NFC South always seems to come down to these two teams. It's always bucks, always saints here at the very end bucks are riding a four game winning streak. Bakes has played well down the stretch. The bucks control their conversation in this division bucks win and they're in. I say break out the creamsicle jerseys in my mind because Tampa Bay is back in the playoffs. I got Buccaneers winning this one. Not easy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it by five or four points. But if if I'm just picking sides here, I, I like the way Baker Mayfield has played. I like the way this team has bounced back. That Saints defensive secondary is not the best in the world. Uh, I, I got the Buccaneers winning this one. I'm I'm pretty sold on Buccaneers. I am too. Derek Carr and company has let me left. Derek Carr and company has let me down more times than I can count. Um, Baker Mayfield has come through on a couple of different occasions where he probably shouldn't have come through. I. I just got to go Tampa Bay. They're at, they're in Tampa. I I know it's not that far of a journey for the Saints to really go, but at the same time, Derek Carr and company. It's just again, flip a coin, see what you get. Next one I think is is another one which could be a short one. Panthers two and thirteen, Jaguars eight and seven. Now Jaguars, it's been a long December. Uh, they have not won a single game in December, uh, and they have a historic skid. Trevor Lawrence has been banged up. Uh, he he's gone from from part time playmaker to game manager per per Cam Newton to yeah. now he's walking wounded. The Jags absolutely need this one. Jags need to win here. Have the Texans and Colts lose in order to wrap the division. Just a win keeps them in the mix. Can the Panthers play spoiler? And I'll answer that right now. No, the Panthers are are I can't even. They're worth. They're hot. They're flaming medical garbage. Like they're hazardous waste. They're a burn pit. They may be a burn pit, but this burn pit is going to be on fire this weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they are struggling. They are on the struggle bus like nobody's business. This is this is one of the picks that like I really don't care if I lose because either way it's a win-win. I'm going to go with the Panthers getting the third win of the season and uh just dis- the, I don't think they're going to destroy the Jaguars, but they're going to basically just dumpster on the Jaguars and just make the new year just that much shittier for them. I I wow. I have zero faith in the Jaguars to do anything. Like you said, th- they've done nothing this this December. They are walking wounded, and the walking wounded can ha- hold an M four. Yeah, but can they really effectively fire it? 
Oh man, this is this is a tough one because I, I was also kind of thinking Panthers originally when I wrote this up, but uh, I I've stuck with this Jaguars thing pretty much all December long, and it, it's backfired against me. I I feel like in, in true typical loser uh, gambler form, they're due in my mind. <laughs> like the, the Jaguars are due. They're going to get this one, get into the playoffs. Uh, and, and, and then we'll get to, and then I can pick against them, but I, I can't pick the, the Panthers are two and 13. They're, they're maybe one of the worst NFL teams I've ever seen. Maybe I, they may be the worst, but the worst can still win a game or two. And I think that they're going to walk, they're going to walk into Jacksonville and they're going to say, howdy duty. <laughs> and it right. may not be a good howdy duty, but it may be a howdy. You know, yeah. like, uh, oh, that's going to be a rough one. That's going to be a really rough game. Uh, Falcons seven and eight, Bears six and nine. Falcons kind of into this game with their playoff hopes still technically alive. They would need to win out the rest of the way. So they need to win out here and the next game in order to get, and they would still need some help to get their first playoff versus 2017. This defensive rush is garbage. Terrible. They've only had 36 sacks team wide. This is the second worst in the league. Fields, if you give them a little time, he will run. He can pick you apart, short the offense, run, work the play action. It, 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 Atlanta can't get any pressure. I feel like they're going to get cooked here. Uh, I see them summoning some great plays on this one. I like Atlanta, but because I, I've, 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 rid, I've been ride or die with this team all year long, I am scared of this one. This does feel like one the Bears can win. I'm going to go Falcons just because I've, I've stuck with the Falcons this long. Uh, I, I want to be there till the bitter end. I'm the, not. I'm not falling. Your, I'm not falling for your tricks, Mark. I'm not <laughs> you're going for Falcons your tricks. Too? Yeah, I, I got to go with the Bears. Um, I like. I like the Bears uh, in terms of how the hell did you win that game? Um, I, I like them just utterly playing devil's advocate here to ruin the Falcons' chance. I. Every time I've wanted to pick the Falcons where I'm like, they're going to win. They're going to make it big. <laughs> They've just decided to go, Hey, Jared, not today, bud. Not today. Uh, it, it just, it, it, it feels like a letdown. Um, I, I have zero faith in the Falcons to do what they do because every time I have had faith and I've, I've drank from your Kool-Aid, it's not worked out in my favor. <laughs> and I wanted to drink from your Kool-Aid this weekend. Uh, so if I feel like I need to drink your Kool-Aid, I got to go the opposite direction. I will not be a part of uh, Jonestown. Wow, wow, man. We 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 have so many picks against each other this week so far. Okay, next one. Yeah. Raiders 7 and 8, Colts 8 and 7. Roller coaster ride for the for the Raiders here. Started off 3 and 5. They got rid of the head coach and the GM, Antonio Pierce, former Raider and ASU position coach under Herm Edwards, gets elevated to the top job. Now they are in the playoff hunt. Colts have found their groove. They could push uh, not only for a winning season, but they do control their destiny over a playoff spot. Spot. Let's not forget, in 2021, Indianapolis lost late to the Raiders in a Week 17 game, and that's what put them out on the outside looking in. Now, Jonathan Taylor and company have to be thinking about carrying the rock a lot since that Raiders run defense has struggled. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm it's not even on a limb here. Colts have a better record. Raiders, I think, are overplayed. That huge win on Thursday night a couple weeks back won them way too much credit. I have the Colts winning this one. I don't like the Colts. I don't have any faith in the, the blue and gray uh, wearing sweaters that they, they, they wear. The, the 90s want their sweaters back. I, <laughs> I do not like the, the Colts in this one. I like the black and silver. They have proved that they can beat a good team. The Colts are not that. 
if the Colts have been flying under the radar and I've not been paying attention to them, okay, great, cool, fantastic. We've seen it though time and time again where like against Green Bay, all you have to do is run it. Just run it and you can win. And teams just don't take advantage of the the deficiencies in another team, right? If there's anything that comes from this game, if the Colts can take advantage of where the Raiders are deficient in, yes, the Colts are going to have it all day, every day. But every single time we've seen it time and time again, Mark, we're late in the season. They, I, I don't know what coaches do. I don't know why they do this, but it's like, all you have to do is X, Y, Z to execute. And then they just don't do it just for, for some reason they don't. And it, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. I don't view the Colts as an elite team. I don't think that the, inter- I I just, I can't, I, I can't, I can't sign off on the Colts doing what they're supposed to do against the Raiders. And I think the Raiders are going to ride way too much off of that high with the chiefs win this week. And then next week just flounder. So, Ooh, no, see, I, I, I got them coming down to earth. I, I think it, this is all based on that, that run defense. I think Jan- Jonathan Taylor, if you're, if you're one of our fans who loves uh, f- fantasy sports, you, you love to do uh, weekly fantasy, Jonathan Taylor, in a cinch, they, they, they can't stop him. They, they don't have the defensive line to stop Jonathan Taylor, run the ball 30 times. You put you right I, to your one point though. The Colts know exactly what they, what they should do. They know exactly how to win this game. Knowing that coaching staff, it's like, are they actually going to do that? Or are they going to get try to get cutesy and go play action, try to move the ball down the field through the air when all they have to do is just line it up, punch it down the Raiders' throats, walk away with the win, and then just start praying for extra help so you manage to weasel your way into the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Colts here, but I can, I totally see all your points, and the Raiders do have something that I, I think uh, the X factor, if you will, which is momentum. When you have momentum, you win games that you should not win. <laughs> you show up in the winner's category when you really have no no you have no place being there. But I could see it happen, but I'm I'm going ponies in this one. Fair enough, brother. Okay, 225. This is the afternoon game. We only got a couple afternoon games. Steelers are eight and seven. Seahawks are eight and seven. Seahawks need this win. And then next week against Arizona, and then they are in for the 11th time in Pete Carroll's 14th year. Now, the Steelers do have a little bit more wiggle room. They could lose here, but they would become dependent on some really strong NFL math to make it in the very last week of the season. So they win here. They're solid. They don't need so much help. If they lose, they're going to need a lot of help going into next week. Uh, Tomlin versus Carroll, two of the longest tenured coaches in the NFL. I have no, I mean, I have thoughts on this one. Originally, I was going to go Steelers. I'm kind of, kind of talking myself. I think this Mason Rudolph thing is, is, is like a little bit of funny money in my mind, mm-hmm. but I just do not like the Seahawks. Give me your thoughts on this one. Maybe I'm, I'm willing to tell you if, if, if you, if you're, you have a cognizant thought on, on Steelers Seahawks. When have I not had a cognitive thought, Mark? How many times? <laughs> how many times have I swayed your mind in, in decisions? Right, at and, least a couple, a couple times. Yeah, 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 at least a couple. So let let's just let's let's just just take a step back here against the 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 Steelers. Right, Steelers have been nothing to write home about. Right, they've they've done really. I feel like they're the Colts, right? Or, or the, even the Ravens this year. We're like, there's not been many stories. They've not really been talked about. We've never really had high praises for the Steelers to begin with. And then they become eight and seven, right? Same with the Seahawks. Just like 
very kind of under the radar. Everyone thought Pete, we were, you know, Pete Carroll was crazy because the man's how old now, like in his eighties, you know, and he's still got some charm left. He's doing something with a quarterback. We never thought was going to be possible. Um, it, it just, it makes no sense that they're both eight and seven teams. And I mean, what do you do with a, a dysfunctional team like the Steelers, where you got your star wide receiver not even wanting to block because he's not sure that he's going to be <laughs> able to score again? You, you, you've got Mason Rudolph. You've got the quarterback kind of weirdness going on there as well, too. And then you've got Pete Carroll and the Seahawks with a random unknown team, right? It's just a lot of guys that you would never put together to go, huh? I mean, I mean honestly, in this one, it's kind of give and take, but because they're in Seattle, I'm going to go with the Seahawks just because that stadium and the fans play a big part into it. I think the Steelers, if if anyone's going to beat the Seahawks at home, it's going to be the Steelers, but I just feel like they have more with the 12th man in, uh, or yeah, with the 12th man in the stadium. So I, I do like your idea there at home. The only reason why the Steelers, the only time we've really talked about him this offseason was the, the offensive coordinator who had to get fired, which they yep. dragged their feet on. Uh, Pickens not living up to expectations. Mason Rudolph just showing up out of nowhere. Like the, the fan base is desperate for anyone who can actually throw the football. You've made all cognizant points. The Seahawks should win. I'm going Steelers. I feel like the Steelers could win this one on the road uh mason rudolph is technically dealing right now he's 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 looking good i don't know how long that's gonna last but the, the seahawks geno smith I, i'm still not sold on geno smith i, so I let don't me get like this that straight. offense let me get this straight i have a genuine cognitive thought and i make super valid points you still go with the steelers <laughs> still go with the steelers Do you want to feel- mountain do it up baby oh let me write this down let me write this, you want to mountain do it up are you, are you that confident? I'm that confident in this. You're one. that confident. You know, if I win this, you owe me more coffee that I'm going to hate, right? Yes. <laughs> I fucking hated that coffee so much, though. Did you? I mean, you picked it. It's not like I picked the coffee. <laughs> I drank it very unwillingly. I didn't let it go to waste. But I, I may or may not have bought a bunch of creamer and some Solo cups just to make it better. Well, okay. Well, you got to pick something you actually like next time. If you yeah, I, the Seahawks well, cash it's, it said it was cinnamon bun flavored, dude. Everybody, if even if you're a hippy dippy vegan, you love a good cinnamon bun. All right. So come on now, I I will pick something I like. But yeah, if if you win this one, you will have a victory. All this, right, this go around. Steelers, I need you steel curtain to show up. Um, if, I don't know how this one ended up as a two twenty five game here, but Chargers are five and ten, Broncos are seven and eight, and we've talked about this. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride is no more. Mister Unlimited, his time has come to an end in Denver. News on Tuesday was Sidham is in, Russ benched, and will be cut by the end of the the new season come March, and the and they will save on the cap hit. Technically, the Ponies do have an eight percent chance of making the playoffs. But they would need to win out. But obviously, like there'd be at least six other games that have to fall into play. So they're probably not playing for a playoff spot. The Chargers are just straight ass. Uh, I, 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 I'm tempted to go Broncos because I've been so so solid on the Broncos all year long. But no Russ Wilson, uh, brand new quarterback. Chargers do have talent. They just never show up when they're supposed to. I'm changing my mind. I was going to go Broncos. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going Chargers. 
I'm going to go Chargers too, and I'll tell you why the Chargers are the pick to be here. Uh, the look at look, okay, let's let's face the facts. Yeah, Justin Herbert, uh, no, right? No, he's he's not he's not even in, right? Yeah, he's I, he's still out, right? Let me double check if you see if yeah. he's on the questionable list here. That would be Chargers Broncos. Um, double checked. Yeah, he will not be playing. It'll be yeah. Easton Stick who's going to be starting. Easton Sick. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, no, he's not in. He's not there. He's not going to be present. Uh, however, Russell Wilson and if Russell Wilson, right now, Russell Wilson is a is a Badger alumni, right? He went to the University of Madison, Wisconsin. He was good there. If you cannot elevate the team like the Broncos to a 500 or better team when you're supposed to be the answer, your backup is not going to do it. Yeah, you have Austin Eckler. Yeah, you have. um Who's uh, Keenan Allen, right? Keenan like Allen, you have, right. you have talent. They're not, as I talked to you last week, they're not like elites, but they're a good solid a minus B plus on your team. Like they're going to make your team. Well, you, you need to have at least a well-oiled machine. And, and I know you said rude Goldberg machine and they're about falling into place. Look, if, if some of the cogs don't work, you go to what does work. And I think the Chargers have a lot more functionality than the Broncos do. And especially if you're like, ah, Russ is done, Russ is out, you're gone. The Chargers at least have been working together for how long, right? And you at least have some playmakers on there. The Broncos are just Russell. Yeah. I mean, you got Austin Eckler, you got Joshua Palmer and the wide receiver. They got some other interesting wide receivers there for, for San Diego, but we've been making the same argument about San Diego all year long. We, we look at this offensive side of the ball and we're like, Hey, they, they should be able to score points. This should be a halfway decent team. And then the, the defense is just terrible, hot garbage. But the, the good news here is that the Broncos don't have, they don't have the horses. Jared Sidham has even taken a snap this season. Uh, you got Javante Williams, uh, Again, pretty good, but this guy was more of like it would be like a number two or number three on anyone else's team. Yeah. Um, and then you got Jerry Judy, who is good, but man, only 48 catches this year, uh, multiple drops. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I, I think the Chargers win this by default because they have more offensive talent. Yeah, the Chargers just do it. I, I mean, and I think it's it's to the point of the next game. Like, it's it's the same kind of concept. Like, do you, do you want to preface it or can we just dive right into it? Let's just dive right into it. Dude, the, the Chiefs have, like, even even though the Chiefs, because it's the Bengals at the Chiefs, I mean, the Bengals are 8-7, and seven, the Chiefs are 9-6. and six. Both teams are really accustomed to playing each other because they're in the AFC Championship. But, I mean, honestly, the, the Cats have won the last three out of the four, and wildcard hopes are still alive, so they are still kind of trying to do something out there. The Chiefs really haven't been winning a whole heck of a lot. They need a ton of help from other AFC teams. I'm literally just going to lean on the Chiefs. It's like there's no way there's no way in hell that the Chiefs should have lost last week. They're playing against a very very broken and beaten Bengals team who lost to the the Steelers and the Steelers handled the shit out of them. I do not see any way shape and or form that the Bengals come out alive because if the Bengals come out on top against the Chiefs, dude, the Chiefs the <laughs> I don't know what you need to do. I don't know what needs to happen. Maybe Patty Mahomes needs to, to get, you know, Coach Reed a personal pizza, buy him one of those, you know, famous burgers that he loves so much, or do something, because there's no reason why the Chiefs should lose the Bengals this year, because the Bengals are so beaten, battered, and bruised right now with everything that's going on. It makes no sense that they win this game. Yeah, I mean, it's an indictment. Like, I, I, I'm picking Chiefs as well, just because, like, if, if the Chiefs don't win, then we have so much bigger problems than uh, – and then at that point, I think, is when we start – pulling up 
Patrick Mahomes stats and we start going like, Hey, what happened here? Like, I'll tell you one thing though, though, like them getting a top line wide receiver, wherever they end up picking in the draft, I guarantee you they get a first, the first round, they're getting a wide receiver. They just, this, the offensive wide receiver play has been garbage. And, and even Kelsey has, has been given too much to work with the, the Taylor Swift thing has become beyond a distraction at this point. If, if they were to lose this game, things could really kind of start spiraling out of control here um, to the point where, where people are going to get their feelings hurt. Like the chiefs are, if any team is in like in a must win situation, they absolutely have to win. Cause if they lose to an alien Bengals team, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who, who are going to be writing them off or who are going to be like, yep, this is it. They had a nice run. This kind of thing kind of imploded on itself. They, absolutely have to win this game yeah the, the if the chiefs lose to the Bengals, i have so many questions and it's the answer is going to be they lose in the wild card if they are if if they get if they even if they make chiefs the playoffs have, yeah if they don't make the playoffs but if they make a wild card i i'm just it's it's going to be another and it's because i'm a packer fan it's going to be like a, an, a, an nfc championship where we're playing san francisco at san francisco and it's always like well boys it was a good run <laughs> yeah you know it's like jared but it's tuesday a week before the game yeah it was a good run yeah like, no, we're not we're, we're not winning all that taylor Swift stuff i guess is kind of cool for a minute now it just seems really seems unnecessary <laughs> seems like i get dude it is it is the pure nfl it is pure nfl everybody hates it it is the nfl pushing an agenda that they want to continue to push because with all the Swifties and all the women act, actually getting into football now, they want them to feel accepted. And they're for the revenue they're making off of Taylor Swift and everything. I'd be pushing it too. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And and for I mean, this league was one year ago. We were talking about how a, a, a guy, a serial basically rapist, was got a quarter of a billion dollars. Like so, we went from that. And guys propping up Deshaun watching jerseys in Cleveland and everyone just being like, oh, God, like this, our sports really gotten off track to now it's like the most accessible sport again to, to, to female fans because of Taylor Swift. But I, I got to tell you, I, I that won't change the story overall. But I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, I'm a little annoyed. I, I don't need to see her 40 times in one game. I, I need to see them win this game. I need to see them win take care of business, go into the playoffs with just a little momentum. I don't need to see Taylor Swift every two seconds on, on, on my TV. Even people who hate the chiefs are like, Taylor Swift needs to stay off TV. Yeah. It's, and it's not her fault. It's not like she's up there. Like put the camera. It's literally the NFL. That's, that's, that's yeah. the troublemaker here. She She's basically hanging out with the Kelsey family, like where she belongs, right? She's pretty much part of the family now, but like she's, she's going as low key as possible, but you know, it's just like anytime, you know, Travis Kelsey would score. If they want to pan up and get mom, they know where to go. Mm-hmm. They just know that Taylor Swift is with mom celebrating. So it's an even better look, you know, so yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of shenaniganry. Uh, but at the same time, like even when you have non chiefs fans going, all right, let's calm the Taylor down. It's, it's too, it's getting bad. <laughs> well, last game, on Sunday night football this week. And it's near and dear to this show's heart. Packers seven and eight, Vikings seven and eight. This is a must win for either team as both are seven and eight looking to secure one of the final playoff spots in the NFC, but things still need to go right. But we do know the loser, whoever loses is mathematically out of contention. This is just the third season in 17 years. The division has was not won by the Packers or the Vikings. Vikings going with another starting quarterback this time, another rookie. 
I know you're not sold on the pack. I know you're not a Jordan Love super fan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Vikings are, are, we talk about walking wounded. This is the third quarterback they're running out there. I, Love has is, is looked middling to competent. I know it's on the road, but it's in the friendly confines and the warm confines of, of, of uh, what's it called? TNF, TNC Bank Stadium, whatever the US fuck. Bank. U.S. Bank, okay. Yep. It, it's in Minnesota, but it's indoors. Weather won't be a factor. I, I like the Packers in this one. Green Bay notoriously does not do well on turf. However, I don't know what happened, but over the last few years, they have been doing well on turf. Uh, Jordan Love is a second-half quarterback, which I never thought was a sentence I would ever say about an NFL team, <laughs> that they were a second-half team. The Vikings, like I like, I remember I was talking about Josh Dobbs, and I'm like, oh, I love the kid. I love what he's doing. And I was like, oh, wait, he's out? Why is he out? What is going on here? The Vikings, they can have the Packers numbers, but this is one of those games where it's, how do the Vikings have the Packers numbers? They don't. They they, they don't. There's, there's no way the Vikings should win this game, and especially if Green Bay is a second-half team now, I... I got to put faith in my hometown Packers just simply because the Vikings. I've no idea what's going on with them right now. I thought they were good with Dobbs. I thought everything was okay. And then this. And when you look at the injury report is, is it's unbelievable. Uh, the, the Vikings are missing. They're missing three wide receivers. They're missing two cornerbacks. They're missing three offensive linemen. They're missing a safety. They're missing a tight end. They're missing three linebackers. Uh, two quarterbacks, one running back. And then you look over at the Packers, missing two wide receivers, missing a cornerback, missing a defensive lineman, missing two tight ends, a pair of linebackers, a tackle, another cornerback. I mean, this is this is going to be zombie football at it, it, probably at its worst, but you actually have something to play for. Uh, I just like the fact that Jordan Love is actually going to start. I don't know about the team around him, but he will be there. He will be starting. Uh, and he, He's shown at times he can ball out against a weak Vikings defense. I feel like he needs to do it. This could get them eight and eight. They're, then it would just be a win and in kind of situation for for whoever wins this game. That's going to be the the tougher game. There is is if if the Packers can win this one, I think their last game of the year. Let me check the schedule really quick. I, I they got to beat the Bears, which is perfect. Packers uh, home against the Bears, fighting for a playoffs, fighting for their playoff lives. I can dig it. I have the Packers winning this one, setting up a huge, huge, huge black and blue division uh, wild card birth game next week. I yeah, the Packers got to win this week, and I think everybody in Green Bay knows it. Everybody in Minnesota knows it. I just, I man, I have zero fucking faith uh, in the in the Vikings now to see what what has happened, and I mean especially if. You know, Chicago is coming to Green Bay. Green Bay is notorious for for winning in Green Bay, and, and I mean, last year with Rodgers was an absolute fluke. That lo- like last year when the when the Packers lost at home against Detroit in a meaningless game for Detroit, like it just spoke volumes at where Rodgers was at with us. And I think Love wants to go. No, you do not come into our house at the end of the season and lose to us. So if they somehow beat the Vikings, or if they somehow lose the Vikings, they're going to destroy the Bears. But when they beat the Minnesota Vikings, they come off of a nice good win there 
after just barely winning last week. I, I feel like Jordan Love has something to prove to us here uh, in Green in Wisconsin that, hey, I'm not a piece of shit. And I honest to God think that if LaFleur loses to the Vikings and the Bears, uh, <sighs> LaFleur is gone. Yeah, no, like, I, 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 mm, mm. I, I totally agree. You, you back into this thing uh, with two losses when it was very gettable there. Not only is LaFleur gone, I, I, I think the Jordan Love experiment might not be who the next guy wants to go with. It could get ugly there really quick. I think the Vikings can always lean on the idea that, well, we had so-and-so get hurt, so-and-so got hurt. Like They had such a good last year that you can write this whole thing off as as you lost Kirk Cousins, you lost your best available player. Like you can write this whole season off if you lose. It's no, it's no sweat off their on off their chin. The Packers, on the other hand, uh, they've kind of the success they've had has kind of been to their detriment because now it's going to be like put up or put you know put up or shut up or let's break up this team. You got to win this game. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, I I didn't want to think I didn't want to think whiskey was right last week just simply because like. Well, I mean, it's technically Love's first year at the helm, and it's just they've been doing so bad recently. I just, I, I, I know I, it, I struggle, I struggle to think that there's going to be anything different that happens, and I just feel so bad for the Packers because we went from, we went from having an amazing team and doing so well to all of a sudden, what the fuck happened, you know. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think the Minnesota is a must win because it's Minnesota. We have to destroy them, especially if they're this bad. And I feel like if we can't beat Minnesota in Minnesota after they've been so broken and bruised and beaten, and we can't somehow beat the fucking Bears who don't even know what they're doing out there, I feel like it's it's the it is the end of an era for Lafleur, and I I hope that man has massive success elsewhere. Well, Sunday night. Sunday night will be New Year's Eve. Uh, before I wrap up the show, any any fun plans for New Year's Eve for for Jared? Uh I had fun plans, uh, but I think they are honestly, honest to God, going to fall through. Uh, <laughs> I I had a, a plan of action uh, in place, and like everything has been seeming to not go my way. So I plan on fucking being in the middle of a raid, drinking sparkling grape juice. Uh, wow. As the clock strikes zero, playing with a bunch of my homies and being too high in caffeine to care. Wow! Wow! Now, well, I will be out. I will be celebrating uh, East Coast New Year's, and then I will be celebrating uh, normal New Year's. So I will be out and about. So I think I'll be watching this game at the Moose, but uh, I'll be pulling for the pack. Uh, I, I don't. I'll have to dig in the back of my closet, maybe find my Brett Favre jersey. But I don't know if I want to bring in the the New Year wearing a Brett Favre jersey. So I'll have to yeah. really, really think about it. Yeah, don't 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 even wear the Favre jersey. I would I would I would I mean unless you want to, you know, take a dick pic with your jeans down and swindle a bunch of money from a college, by all means, you know, go ahead and bust out a Favre jersey, but I just I I think that you wearing a Favre jersey would actually be a detriment, so It would hurt. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay. Please don't do that. Okay. Um I don't know. I just I had plans. I genuinely don't think that they're going to happen. If they do, great. If they don't, whatever. I I'm going to go ask a barista to hang out with me tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? I'll go get my morning coffee. I'll flirt with one of them. See what happens. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, as we wrap up the show, I want to mention Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. It's got a multi-billion dollar market cap. It's still relatively cheap. You can buy it early. You can hold 
when it rises up, you'll be right there. If you if you feel like I missed the boat because I missed the boat on Dogecoin, I missed the boat on, on Bitcoin, don't worry. There's still something out there for you. And I don't even want you to invest. What I want you to do is follow SHIB Token on Twitter. There you can do your own research, find more information about Web 3.0, cryptocurrency, its effects, proof of work. Multi-billion dollar cap uh, coin, not because of, of, of the fake inherent value of it, but because of what it does in the projects associated. Go do your homework, look at SHIB Token, and then join us invest get involved in shipping you know also make sure you're following us on twitter at evlmrk once again that's evlmrk and look for hashtag ems 196 to see special links pictures stories and things we talked about today's episode and look for that special episode 197 that's going to come out after uh, probably around uh, late night on new year's eve so look for that ask mark anything that will be a bonus episode for you to celebrate the new year and today i want to thank executive producer gump i want to thank eric who was my co-host for thursday and i want to thank today's co-host let me play a sound effect one more time i i, I promise you i'm not stupid i'm just panicking <laughs> jared tell us one more time about nobody's listening where can we get it and what is it about Nobody's listening is a beautiful amalgamation of four random individuals coming together. Uh, it literally is meaningless. It's just four friends talking. It used to have an agenda. It used to have ideas and thoughts. And then it just evolved into my random r- thoughts on articles and things. And I'm hoping to get back into some interviews uh, this next season. Um, it, it's been really kind of hard to get guests on lately. So it's kind of nice to have somebody to talk about. But yeah, if you want to just... Hear the random ramblings of four great friends, uh, or I should say three great friends and one random that shows up constantly, Kyle. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so go make sure you're checking out Nobody's Listening, uh, available wherever podcasts are, are available. And then uh, as we go out of here today, I, I have this great clip, uh, uh, Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill, and uh, one of his teammates who thought maybe Tyreek was his secret Santa, and Tyreek not giving him an inch. Tyreek will not tell you if if he is your secret Santa. So until next time, be ungovernable, be uncompromising, but most importantly, be kind. Here is uh, I, I love how this this is titled. NFL man wants to know if Tyreek Hill is his his secret Santa. Here we go. Talk to you guys next week. Wait, did you give me for secret Santa? Is that a gift? No. I didn't, I didn't get you for Secret Santa. Who'd you get? It's a f- Secret Santa. Wow.